What's going on, Bench Warriors? Welcome back to the Far End of the Bench, episode 30. Boy, do we have a good episode for you. Myself, Nico Bryant, my co-host, Jimmy Pilato. Man, do we have a lot to get to. We have we have we talk about the Arch Madness coming up. We have NBA talk. We have NFL talk. JJ Watt signing. It goes on and on. NHL, man. All-Star Weekend is this weekend. The list goes on and on. Such great content this week. We are at FUTV Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. We have the we have merch out, blue shirts that you can message us on Instagram or Twitter, whatever it may be. If you want to want to uh, get yourself a shirt, it's twelve dollars. Stickers three dollars. Bolt together fifteen. Be sure to check us out on there. Also, release unhinged store as well. Go help. Go get get our shirt. There's a white shirt out there as well as a bunch of shows on the network as well. So go go get yourself some merch, whatever it may be. Help a network or unhinged network out. Help us out. We're growing more and more. Pause on that. But let's get into this episode. It's March, baby. It's three one. The Lake the Clippers blew a three one lead. The Jazz blew a three one lead. But I can't wait for March Madness. March Madness. That's what you mean, right? Madness. 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 Bench warmers, what's up? I'm repping the brand at FEOTB Pod. DM us on Instagram and Twitter if you want one of these shirts. They're twelve dollars for a shirt. If you want a sticker, it's three dollars for a sticker. If you want a both, it's fifteen dollars. But let's get back into this center of attention. And I know everybody's excited because it's March. It's the best month of the year for collegiate sports. I, I believe that hands down. But I'm not excited for March Madness. I'm excited for March Madness. That's where the best wrestlers in the country and collegiate wrestling in, in these states is one of the highest levels that you can ever watch. It, it's absolutely incredible, especially for a guy like me. I started wrestling when I was four years old. I started wrestling before I played football. It's It runs deep in my blood. I'm very, very excited for this. And I, I have to – this is probably going to get me kicked out. So after I read it, we'll see. Uh, the most perfect thing on a basketball floor is a wrestling mat from door to door. The NCAA wrestling tournaments are here. Uh, the Division One tournament is going back to St. Louis, which is a great venue, that arena that they have out there. I don't know why they have the arena because they don't have basketball or hockey or anything like that, but it holds a wrestling venue very, very nicely. Uh, I fill out 10 brackets. There's 10 weight classes, 125 all the way through 200. And I, still, I think the college limit is still 285. There's 10 brackets. I fill them out every single year. I fill out the wrestlebacks, and I have like a 60% percentage on, on how right I am normally. That's coming up the 18th. Next Friday, you'll be able to hear a bonus episode with myself and Dom, and we'll break down the weight classes a little bit more in depth. But that's what this week's Center of Attention is, presented by the Unhinged Sports Network. Now let's get into the rest of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the far end of the bench. Like Jimmy said, this is this episode is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. And boy, do I have some beef to talk to you about that center attention. Oh, but first, go buy buy some shirts. We have a lot. We have some shirts yeah. left. Um, the blue is beautiful. Blue is uh, nice. The great shirt. Um, stickers as well. Message us on Instagram or Twitter or mess if you if you know Jimmy. If you have our number, just text, text us. us. Like we, we we've sent we've sent out I believe 
uh, we've sent out quite a bit and uh, mm. we've seen a lot of great pictures of people wearing the merch and lots of good stuff and then on top of that we also unhinged sports or, or unhinged sports network sh- sh- complete shop opened up so yep. you, if you want a white shirt you can go on there and then also there's other all the other shows on the network too that you can go check yeah, out. yeah and you can get network specific stuff too they have a coffee mug on there uh gators sweatshirts hoodies everything like that that are just unhinged um and then I mean, all the logos are pretty cool. Nico, yeah, it took Nico me, put them on the shirt, so that's... It, it, took, it took me a fat minute because some people... I mean, no offense to everyone else on the network. It took me a fat minute to figure out some of the details in the shirts, but it was still a lot of fun to be able to do that and a lot of great shirts. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff going there. Um, but so, yeah, this, this, this March Madness, first of all... March Madness? I, I'm not... I said Madness. madness. I, I know, I said Madness. I just needed I, to make sure I you... Don't, I don't... Because when you texted me what your COA was, is you said Madness... So I was like, I think he, because it autocorrected the madness. Yeah. So I, so I think you, I didn't realize I, it came out right out of the blue. Cause I was like, I had no idea you were talking about that right away, but okay. I won't get you wrong. March madness is a lot of fun, yeah. but oh my God, March madness. I, you don't know how much I've needed this since it's been two years. It's been two years since I have had a, March Madness like this. I haven't filled out a I, – I am – like, I have goosebumps, and I'm, like, shaking because I haven't filled out a bracket in two years. I have the it same feeling. so long. I, it's been the same same amount of time because the so NCAAs long. got canceled for wrestling last year too. It's – that's why I'm I'm excited. I mean, I missed March Madness last year. I needed to defend my title. I wasn't able to. Still the lineal champion, by the way. Uh, vote in our poll. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, you won't be able to anymore. But we'll have released whether or not – our March Madness bracket challenge will be on the NCAA March Madness app or the ESPN app. Um, but I think I I enjoy both tournaments, but I like March Madness because it's all condensed into four days. Yeah, yeah, that, that and, and that, I wrestled yeah, for that, and eighteen you, years. You wrestled because I mean March Madness. I have all the memories of literally just as as either in high school or middle school or college. Sorry professors and teachers but yes i had my computer open and i would have and when i couldn't have when i didn't have computers in class in high school i had a headphone jack through the arm sleeve and i would stick it in my ear and still listen to the games there you go did not learn a whole lot during march i don't think many people did because i mean if you had a class with mr mr weiss there was a good portion good portion we'd watch Uh, you'd be watching watching the tournament but like i said man it's it's so much fun march's like I said, it it is the pinnacle. It's not the pinnacle because there isn't football, but but hockey is a full swing. Basketball is usually basketball and hockey are in the end of their seasons and they're pushing towards the playoffs. But then, like you said, you have All Star break, All Star weekend this weekend, March Madness, March Madness. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. The only thing we're missing is football, but we'll get that fixed in well, here soon. I mean, this is. This is the way the NCAA continues to make money throughout the year oh, by, because the three sports and you can kind of throw in baseball because mm-hmm. College World Series is a pretty big deal yep. come June. Um, but you get baseball, basketball and wrestling all in their championship seasons to make up for the money that you're not making because it's not football season. It's a billion dollar industry. It's the, There's a reason why the NCAA won't let go of the players and everything like that because they make that much money. But I mean, March 
combined all three sports in their championship seasons, you make a good amount of money in the NCAA. It covers, basically balances out all of the money that bowl season and college football season I makes. Mean, they're, they're, and you have SCS going on right now. There's yeah. a lot of college sports happening. It, it, it doesn't beat it. I mean, it, like I said, it's it's so much fun filling out a bracket every year. Mm-hmm. They trying to figure out upsets. One Hope, bracket? Uh, ten, ten brackets. Ten, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Ten brackets. I w- See, what I do is I have my main one. I have the one where I, I – Thoroughly think out every single pick, and everyone after that, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I think this is gonna happen. Yeah, you, you got your serious one, your mascot one, your coin flip. No, no, no mascot. I have, I have the all favorites. I have the all upsets. Because yeah. sometimes stupid shit happens. That's true. And sometimes I, I, stupid shit happening and, ends up a lot. Yeah. And and one year, I had my upset bracket was my best bracket because I picked Virginia to lose in the first round for whatever reason two years ago. I think I got that one too. That was for a, for whatever reason, my in my upset bracket I had Virginia losing, and my main bracket I had Virginia final four yeah, that year but it just doesn't work out well. like that so I'm saying, well. we all gotta try to get close because everyone is striving to get that perfect bracket yeah it's never probably ever gonna happen because lightning doesn't strike that hard no but you can you can try i think what started my hot streak was i got arizona out in the first round well, arizona's always two years te- but i mean it was there i think they were a two seed i don't think they were a one seed but they lost in the first round of the tournament and that was the big shock them and then I, I mentioned it last week, but uh, I was sitting in the university center on my phone on that March Madness app watching Trey Young on Oklahoma mm-hmm. because Oklahoma was the big upset that I picked in the first round. And I was like, because the March Madness app, I'm sure the ESPN app has the same thing. But if you pick upsets, you can pick upsets mm-hmm. to be worth more points. That's so true. I had like four points riding on that game. Trey Young pushed it to three overtimes, three damn overtimes, and he still couldn't come away with the win. I was just. It's incredible. That's why March Madness is the best. That's or that's why March Madness and slash just Madness. March sports. March college March sports. sports is better. And then we're gonna have the uh, as soon as the tournament's over, the Masters is gonna be exactly. coming around again. It's and we might end up having other. Jeremy on the show like for, for Jeremy might end up having to be a co-host for a month. Yeah, it's because I mean between between all of everything and all of that going on. GCU makes a tournament. I guarantee you right now that I will be on a binge and I will be on a, like our total a rager, bender. Yeah. A bender. I'll be on a complete bender. And if we make the tournament and, and win our conference, I'm you'll like I will be. Nico's going to be white girl wasted. That's, <laughs> I will. That's I will me and my buddies are going to be losing our mind. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And also, it's March first. Where the day we're recording this, Jimmy, it's three one. It's three one. It's three one. Happy three one. Happy three one. Shout out the Jazz and Clippers fans. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. No matter. No matter. Doesn't matter. No matter how big of a lead you have right now on the Western Conference, you blew three one lead. Three one lead. <laughs> and then the Clippers. Lead. I don't. I don't know what you want to say. No matter how much your owner acts like an animatronic robot from Disneyland. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's, it's not. You blew a three one lead. That's all we're going to mention. Nuggets and sub. That's all that matters. That's, but now, hey. We had some big football news. Yeah. Massive well, football news. We did this morning, but let's talk about some other things because there are things that carried over throughout the weekend. Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees don't know. I don't Somebody's got to take them out behind the barn at this point because they're not going to do it themselves. I'm, I've the Saints been, mayor is, is on Twitter. Yeah, lobbying for Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. I don't, I don't, we can talk about Russell Wilson if we want to, but Russell Wilson's an interesting case all in his own. But – at this point, I've been listening to part of my take, and the big thing, Big Cat's been like, I'm pretty sure Ben Roethlisberger would just show up at this point. Like, you don't have to pay me any money. I just want to come come to work and do something. I want to be part of the team, man. I, those two teams are in, in a critical point, and, and and don't don't take anything from the Packers. Don't learn anything from the way the Packers run their organization. 
but they got to start doing what the Packers did with Brett Favre toward, at the at the end of it, where it's like, hey, fuck you, you can't come back. Like, you do this every year, you miss training camp and all that kind of stuff, leave and leave, or if you come back, you're not going to be coming back here because we got to move on to the next generation of the team. See, the thing is, though, I just, with those two situations, neither team has an Aaron Rodgers behind them. No, but the, you're not going to get an Aaron Rodgers continuing to pay in o- old man Winkle That's and true. Rotten Booger. I, I guess it's either in Pittsburgh, it's time to have the Dwayne Haskins show or let Mason Rudolph do whatever he wants to do. There's my spit take for the week. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, the Saints run with J- or J- Boo and or, or Taysom Hill. So Honestly, the Saints might be uh, – Breeze is probably hurting the Saints a little bit more because they're in a negotiation with, with Jameis Winston mm-hmm. because Jameis is a free agent. He can decide to stay there or – test his luck somewhere else and i think he signed there last year with the feeling that it was going to be a one season thing he's going to learn the offense yeah. and then he's taken over once like Breeze retires. yeah, yeah. It, i think that's what they were expecting from him but i also think that he underwhelmed in the saints organization because if when drew Brees broke 37 ribs in the span of three weeks and punctured a lung also played without a shoulder and no left foot. The list goes on uh, and on. He was that. he was the Black Knight in Monty Python. That oh, was tis a flesh wound. You got no arms, so. Um, but oh, when they didn't play Jameis during that time, you kind of knew that they were they're they're obviously not all in on Jameis. They're not in all in on Taysom, and they don't they're have all a, in on Taysom being on a team. Yeah, no, they want him on the team. Not he's not going to be yeah. the quarterback. But they got to figure out. Like Breeze needs to let them know, hey, one way or the other. Either I'm done, my Hall of Fame career is over, or so that they can allocate money. Because if they bring him back, it's gonna they're gonna have to pay him some money. It's gonna have to. That's where that's a contract where it's probably gonna hurt against the cap. So then you're gonna have to maneuver things. You probably let Jameis go, and you probably try and maybe move up in the draft and and draft a quarterback, or there might be somebody like a Mac Jones might end up being there late in the first round where they're drafting. Because I don't know if he's gonna be moving up as fast. There's a lot of different things, but like Drew Brees sitting on the fence the way he is. Is kind of just holding them up the entire organization. Yeah, that's I mean that's where you get stuck in a position. That's where you gotta hope for Drew Brees' sake that he takes a pay cut at least. Because I mean, if you like, we we all saw what he what he did last few games. He couldn't throw the ball more than twenty yards. You tried to get me to go back on my take that he was washed, and I wouldn't. I I mean, he could still win you games. He could still but, win games, but he cannot throw the ball past twenty yards. They no, have, I think to, he was physically more limited than Peyton in twenty fifteen. They they had to throw in Jameis on a on a QB sweep mm-hmm. and and to throw a touchdown in that playoff game against. Oh, I can't think. I think the it was against, yeah, against the Bucks. Yeah, it's the only way they scored. And yep. but besides that, they were just they had nothing to do with it. And that team with the Saints, especially the Saints, like I said, they're in a better position because w- with that great running game with Alvin Kamara and that really good defense, whoever you throw at quarterback, you're still a playoff team. You may not win your division, but you still a pretty good shot at getting the wild card. I um, wouldn't be so I wouldn't be so convinced to say that they're a playoff team no matter who. But they have a deep enough roster that there can be some. They'll still be competitive. I like. I think a Nick Foles could take them to the playoffs. I don't think a Mitchell Trubisky will take them to the playoffs. Oh man, those are some names that Zach at the Gridiron um, Gallery does not want to hear. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> By the way, Nick Foles is rumored to be the starter from day one for Chicago. I'm just throwing that, that out there. Any listeners oh, that we have man. in Chicago have just cut the podcast off, and that's fine. 
you'll be followed by the Texas listeners at some point, I'm sure, because they'll, they'll just be something. Just wait, Actually, I hope that you guys are all staying warm. And if you are being able to listen to this in Texas, hopefully everything is okay. Yeah, keep because keep Sean was... Watson nice and warm for us here in Denver. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, we won't get into that yet. No, we, don't, we have another Texan that we're going to talk about. And while we're on the subject, we might as well talk about it. J.J. Watt, that was funny. Adam Schefter had to credit J.J. Watt for news about himself. Is, hold on. I got a question. Is that the most badass way of announcing your signing somewhere ever? I, I would argue yes. I'll answer it this way. Source it's, me. That is that is as as legit as you can get. It's the most J.J. Watt way to. <laughs> I loved it. It is the, I loved it. It is the modern day equivalent of I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Sources <laughs> me. And just a squatting i don't even know he was under a squat rack he probably did that for a picture yeah no it I definitely, mean, honestly he probably wasn't working out knowing jj watt but either way because like look, he he's come had, out and said that those extra workouts during hard knocks were just because the cameras were out there it's well, not like saying. he does if, that if all there's the one time. picture if they only took one picture out of that photo shoot i would highly doubt there was only one picture. i, I think what they shoot. did is they, they said hey jj do a couple push-ups before we take this picture. Throw this Cardinals shirt on, and then get under. We don't even have to put any of the. We don't have to put any plates on the bar because we'll just get a picture of you, so you can't see the weights on the bar. I don't know if you can or not. But they're just like, hey, just stand there, flex, and and look badass. Okay, cool, we got it. Now you can go home. Yeah, if I'm gonna be honest with you, the weird thing about all this was that JJ Watt was not probably ready to announce this because if you remember this morning, there was a peloton bike named kj watt and it said player from the buffalo bills on it and someone found that on the internet and that was this morning monday morning someone found that two hours later jj watt didn't want anyone to announce it for him so he was like you know what? i'm gonna do it myself before this comes out because i'll be honest with you like i said i think he he knew where he wanted to go it was no doubt in mind he wanted to play the cardinals why so I, he just he just he, i think he was just waiting either to help the contract situation for the cardinals to i guess have a little more leverage i don't i don't know there's a lot that happens with that cardinals were is... not a team also we didn't talk about they were they were not no they weren't in the sweepstakes they shouldn't have been in the sweepstakes because he's going to do the same thing in houston that he did the same thing in arizona that he did in houston but this changes a lot of things for the rest of the league too and i tweeted about it and there's been a lot of people who were who were talking about it the broncos now have a very big situation to deal with it was already big news in denver but now the von miller contract situation becomes even more because the market was just set for a 31 year old edge rushing pass edge rushing pass rusher and i would say jj watt probably has a little bit more value because he can play multiple positions and it's he's not just a straight up pass rusher but two years 31 million dollars with with the situation that the Broncos are in, well, they should probably look to be dumping money on the defensive side of the ball. They already have. They they already they have. have Jarrell Casey and AJ Bouye. Are gone. But that money needs to go to whatever it takes to sign resign Justin Simmons. I don't know. That's what the, that's what the goal is right now. I mean, after at releasing AJ Bouye, like I said, like like I wrote in the blog, basically means that the number nine pick will be a corner yeah. of some sort, and then also the Jarrell Casey. Releasing, although I think that's to sign Shelby Harris. Yes, that is one hundred percent to sign Shelby Harris and give money to Justin Simmons. So that's yeah. what those two moves right there were for. So you, so you gave up those two, but you're willing you're willing to get a better or not necessarily a better corner right away, but a decent corner in the draft and then build upon that. So that because I think they obviously because Alexander Johnson is also a free agent. I mean that defense he, with Von Miller. The one thing with Von Miller. I've been hearing is that he wants to, he, he's willing to take a pay cut to stay. And I think the Broncos are still trying to work with it because he wants to stay a Bronco. His, 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 uh, he changed, he changed his, um, 
Instagram profile picture to Peyton Manning with waves. Like the dude is just dude is just living his life. I'm I'm almost pop, like I would be very very shocked if he does he's not a Bronco next year unless we trade him. There, I, I that's that's the way I see because I, I think they're still wanting to be allocated. He's willing to take a pay cut because he sees these young stars. He wants to be a play alongside Bradley Chubb for a full season because we haven't seen a full season from both them on the same D since Bradley Chubb came in the league. Yeah, because last the last year was Vaughn, the year before was Chubb. And now both them healthy, we could see something magical. And I think that's what he's trying to cling on to for. Because I think he'll take either a hometown deal or he'll be back at least for one or two more years. It's going to be interesting, but I think the only reason that they should keep him around right now, because they could use that money and, and go after even more draft capital if they want to get really young on defense, is to possibly use him in the Deshaun Watson trade deal. That, that, that's why. That's why I said the yeah, way I did. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's, but I, it's, I think that's the only positive thing that can come out of bringing. I think Von Miller might not affect the play level of play on the field, but I think it holds back the organization from moving on because I, at this point you kind of have to move on from the team that won you the championship. I, I don't know about that because the way I see it, Bradley Chubb was demanding double teams. He was demanding double teams. And Shelby Harris was was a good addition there, but having that other edge rusher helps a lot, especially in this division. How did the Chiefs get their ass kicked in the Super Bowl? Two edge rushers that dominated the line of scrimmage and took Patrick Mahomes 20 yards back every time. If you're going to talk about the Super Bowl, we also have to mention the fact that the pass rusher that we're talking about should be Shaq Barrett. I mean, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett's a free agent. I mean, we could maybe. I don't. I don't he's not going to come back. He'll get paid somewhere else. The dude, like we said, the money had to be allocated somewhere, and Von Miller is willing to take a better deal. Shaq Barrett is on the rise. You had a rookie or young guy in Bradley Chubb that you'd rather develop and not pay, who's still on a rookie deal. So it. it that's what I'm saying. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, there, there's a formula in place. Just replicate it in some sort of way, and then you battle through the playoffs after that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that it doesn't do a single thing for the Cardinals. I saw something in the well, car. I, mean, I, I think it helps a lot because uh, they're still we, not going to win that. Uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to win the division. I don't think, but they're. I think for sure, at least on the cusp of a wild card, one hundred percent, because they were almost there last year, and now Chandler Jones coming back healthy because he was hurt last year. Chandler Jones coming back healthy and JJ Watt on the other side. You don't want to be the Seahawks. I'll tell you that right now. Because I think the Cardinals on paper right now could beat the Seahawks. Yeah, because they between could, the, the they could I, last year too. Yeah, and and the Cardinals between if the Seahawks don't figure out their left tackle and right tackle situation and figure out what they're going to do on the offensive line, the Cardinals are just going to eat them up, eat them alive. That's one. That's, I mean, they did win the division last year. I still wouldn't say that Seattle's the best team in that division. What I saw in the car was if you're not a fan at eight and eight, then don't be a fan at eight. Seven and one or eight. Oh, it's eight, eight and one because they're, they actually. Else, yeah. Well, you know they moved one. Uh, they they're looking like they're going to extend the season to seventeen games, um, but it it really doesn't do much for me because they didn't get better at the places that they needed to. We'll see if JJ Watt can come in and maybe get that run defense going in the right direction. They still have a lot of stuff that they have to do, free agency wise and draft wise, to be able to be. Con- contender because they have they have to get over the fact that they have a ditz as their head coach he is the male equivalent of just the the you really don't like cliff kingsbury no i mean he doesn't he he's put in positions that he can win and he never fully takes advantage of well i guess we'll see kyler murray could have a breakout year and having d hop for a second year but that duo i think is only going to be better 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, let's let's transition now out of the NFL. We'll obviously, as we get closer to the draft, uh, we'll have more content based around free agency and stuff like that. But for now, check out the blogs on unhingedsn.com. We're going to have a weekly mock draft from somebody around the network. Uh, and mine's going to be Saturday. So Saturday at like 1 o'clock Mountain Time is when that will be posted. But we'll, we'll obviously tweet about it. But that's going to be a majority of the draft content coming up for the network as a whole. And I, and I now have a uh, s- Sunday regular blog. They gave, you didn't like the donkey report? They gave me a terrible name. I am never, ever going to do the donkey report because the Broncos are a winning organization. Three Super Bowls says differently. So uh, they're, they're better than donkey. So the mountain sickness report, which which I couldn't use the altitude sickness because I didn't want copyright. <laughs> Shout out to all of our friends at Altitude. Please figure it out, your uh, TV situation. Also hire me. But, but I mean, it's – it's so mountain sickness report, I had I had a blog about which, which players are reasonable – for each of the top four teams to add. The Rockies one was kind of just out of left Top field. four teams? I, I didn't see the Rapids on there. <laughs> or the Colorado Eagles on there. Yeah, I didn't see either of those teams on there. I saw the Rockies. That's true. That's true. I, gotta get... I saw some Little League team in purple and black. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's gonna... Did you see Kyle Freeland's statement last week? No. All this hate is just going to fuel us to even go, oh, go even further. So. I hope so. So instead I'm, of 60 I'm... games this year, they're going to win 62. I've come to the realization where it's not the player's fault. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna root for players. I, I, it, I'm. I hope this team sucks because I hope we sell the team and then also get new management. But I hope this. I hope. I hope the players do well because I love Kyle Freeland. Like you said, T- Thomas Jefferson grad right down the street. Yeah. Tre- Trevor Story's a lot of fun to watch. He's not gonna be on the team by August. I. Yeah. Okay, let's get off this because before I cry myself to sleep. All right, NBA. <laughs> that's uh, the game. Yeah, let's 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 brighten let's, my let's talk about NBA. It, it All Star uh, Weekend this weekend. Yeah, gonna be so much fun. I, w- oh, I want to get to that because I want to I want to have a more in depth discussion about that, and then we'll talk about college basketball too. But Victor Oladipo, I saw this morning on ESPN, turned down a two year, forty five million dollars supermax yeah, contract he's extension. He's not staying at Houston. He's his ass is gone. <laughs> he does not want to be. They Houston has lost their last ten games. All Depot does not want any part of that. He's either he, he's halfway out the door, one foot already in South Beach. Let's put it that way. Ooh. Because he, there's been rumors flying around since he's in Indianapolis that he wanted to leave and the Heat were the number one option. Why not? Why, I mean, should the Nuggets make a – I mean, I think the Nuggets should make a run the, the at thing, him. The thing with the Nuggets, the only thing is, will he resign? That's the question. If he's willing to resign, then you trade for him. If he's not, you let him go. You don't. You don't do that. But I'd be, I would I would love him on the team because I think he's a great wing defender. He's got versatility. He's a great player. But you got to see their asking price, and you got to get a confirmation that he's going to resign. Because I don't, we are not having another Andre Iguodala situation. Because I, I know you don't remember this, but we traded Iguodala for Iguodala in the, oh, which, what, it was a three-team deal with, um, oh, I can't think of the top of my head. But we got Iguodala for one season, and he said came to us and said that he's going to resign. One year later, he goes to Golden State. That's the last thing you want to do. We gave up assets. We gave up, I believe, I mean, at the time it was JaVale McGee. I don't know, but I think we get, gave up a few other pieces, but we 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 were a playoff team right after Melo got traded, and we brought in Iguodala because Iguodala was supposed to be the the big piece for the Nuggets in the playoffs, and then he left and went to Golden State. That's the situation you, you want to avoid if you're Denver. If he's willing yeah. to resign, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, because he could be. I think he'd be a great addition to this team, but you just gotta let him resign. I think. I I hope that Zeke Naji continues to grow because the Nuggets definitely need somebody. 
uh, just based off the the statements, and this was from Monday. I was listening to our sport, our local sports station, and they were mentioning the fact how Michael Malone basically three times, every three weeks or so, has to take the team back into the locker room, remind them what Nugget Denver Nugget basketball is all about. There's not a consistent. There's one. Head, there's one consistent. Well, I mean, there's not a consistent that. head presence to make sure that everybody's doing everything that they need to. There's no Michael Jordan. There's no guy to punch a teammate in the face during practice because he's not doing things the Denver Nuggets way. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to go to that extreme. That's just an example, and it it's in, it's important. It's what we've seen come up in the last couple of years of the playoffs. You can argue last year with the Lakers that we were just overmatched um, talent-wise and, and we kind of overreached by getting to the Western Conference Finals. But this year in the playoffs and two years ago against Portland, we saw mental toughness, and, and that be the reason why the Nuggets didn't – achieve their full potential and we still have have yet to find some find a piece like that yeah i mean look Jokic is playing unreal don't get me wrong but he's he's not the big he's a vocal leader on the floor he's not a vocal leader necessarily in the locker room if that makes sense he on the floor he gets the guys in the right position he's going to do everything he he can take to win you a game but you still need a kick in the ass. Leading by example goes so far. Yeah, and and I mean he he's doing everything he can. There's games that we should we have no chance of winning. And if it wasn't for Jokic dropping 30, 10 and ten, we we would have been ripped out the door. So Jamal Murray's been playing better. I just the like what I said in our in my first blog on Sunday about the Mountain Signals report was the one piece we're missing this year, like we had last year and the year before was wing defenders. MPJ is not a wing defender. He's not there yet. He's 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 gifted offensively, but defensive end is lacking very much so. And then Jermichael Green also, not the greatest defender, not what Jeremy Grant was. That's why I think an addition of Aaron Gordon could possibly make some noise. You get a wing defender that has versatility, that can guard the three, four, five positions, and then also, especially in this Western Conference, because if we go up against the Clippers or the Lakers in the, first, in the second or third round, we don't have wing defenders. Like I'm not throwing my, I'm not throwing MPJ on Michael or on LeBron James. I am not throwing um, Paul Millsap on AD. We're, this is not the same thing as last year. It, it's just not. And we have to either make a move, a small move, or we have to develop technology to be that. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the two because, like I said, we're not as good as we were last year. We have to make a move to better ourselves off. Um, but like I said, Jokic is playing as as an MVP level. We just need production from everyone, from everyone else. Speaking of a team that's finally seeing production from from them, the Knicks. Who the New York Knicks? They're the baby. top four seed in the East. How about that? From, at eighteen and seventeen. That's still a top four seed in the East. Yeah, but did you see the celebration outside of MSG? See, you know how sad that is. That that's the point that the Knicks are at. The Knicks are for the first time. I don't know how long people are talking about Knicks basketball. Is this this is the first All Star that since they've Mello, had since Melo? Yeah, since Melo was was left the mm-hmm. team. Like this is the first time people are talking about the Knicks. I, I you know what I applaud the Knicks a lot because that team is a bunch of just just gritty, hard nosed players that don't care what about anyone else on the, anyone else but the, but that team. A team for Smitelli. Tom Thibodeau has done a great job. He's a he's one of the grittiest coaches in the NBA. I would compare him to Tor- Torts and to Tortorella in the NHL, um, or or a Belichick of sorts, but not as great, I guess. But he gets that team going. He, they have locked into the defensive side. They have the number one or number two defensive rating in the league. They have been firing all cylinders. Julius Randle is playing well. Knicks basketball. 
maybe back. Maybe. Don't. They're, they have no shot against the top three. Let's put it that way. But they are outperforming the Celtics. They're outperforming the Raptors. Aren't they ahead of the Celtics? Yes. The Celtics, I believe, are the fifth or sixth seed right mm-hmm. now. And they just jumped ahead of them. They're and outperforming And the Raptors are on a COVID break uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, the, the, Ra- the Raptors, that's that's a whole other situation. They need a yard sales soon as well. Sorry, Ken and Trevor. Not yeah. really sorry. <laughs> the, I mean, the, teams, sorry, not sorry. the team's in Tampa as it is. Poor, poor team. But either way, um, the New York Knicks, man. Everyone was talking about the Nets, the James Harden deal, but people are starting to talk about the Knicks, and the Knicks could make some moves. They, 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 they're a team that are in the sweepstakes for Blake Griffin. I heard they're a team in the sweepstakes for maybe an Andre Drummond, hmm. maybe a player of, of Kyle Lowry sorts. I mean, this te- Derek Rose is playing great. Emmanuel quickly has the nastiest floater in basketball right now. I mean, R.J. Barrett, we are seeing R.J. Barrett from Duke, the, the player that was a stud at Duke, and Julius Randle, man. He is, I was, I'm so glad they got that one right because he is deservedly so an all-star. Yeah, that was, that was a good thing to see from them. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Maybe they catch. Uh, they could be a team that catches fire and maybe makes a deep run. But it's normally. I don't know about deep run, especially if they're the four seed. Yeah, that's, we'll, we'll see what they, happens. They, they may them. be. They may be on upset watch in the first round. Yeah. Because if they if they pat, match up with Boston in the first round playoffs, I'm still probably picking Boston, <laughs> just because of experience. But either way, they they may be on upset watch. We'll see. A uh, team that's getting upset a lot right now, the Lakers. They lost five out of six with eight, without AD. Yeah, I mean AD, AD this Lakers team that has been trying to carry off Dennis Schroeder's back, trying to carry off Montrez Harrell. Are they an NBA champion without Anthony Davis? No, they're not the best team in the NBA without Anthony Davis. They still are with Anthony Davis because that team, top to bottom, is still one of the deepest teams in the NBA. But without Anthony Davis, this team is not coming out of the West. Yeah, I just said that. LeBron will take this team as far as he can go. But like I said, at some point, the dude's 37 years old. He can I'm only 30 he, he can only do this for so long, and you've got to get production out of everyone else on a nightly basis. And it could happen. Very well could happen because LeBron could still lead this Lakers team without AD to the Western Conference Finals. We know, what the, we know what the Jazz do when they're up a couple games. Exactly. So, I mean – like look at look at the way I see it. I just thought about this the other day. Was if the Jazz are the number one seed, that means we are we aren't going to get a Western Conference, LA Finals. You know that right? Because we will have Lakers and Clippers as two and three. Hmm. That means that's a second round matchup. That means the one four matchup could be Denver versus versus the Jazz. Imagine that. Imagine that. Don't go down 3-1 this time, boys. Yeah, let's let's get it please, over please with a little bit a heart sooner. Yeah. Don't make Nico have to threaten on the podcast that he's going to drink a bottle of vodka because he'll do it. I almost did it literally the first the, – like one of the very first episodes. I was like, this Nuggets team is done for. We got to do this, this, and this. And I, was I think that was the first my- episode that we decided to loosen up and stop being ESPN <laughs> reporters and – and that was our first thing: is that Nico was going to drink himself to sleep because the Denver Nuggets weren't going to win the game. And we were, and we barely, and we would have got beat four-one, but we didn't. They gave you a birthday present because that was your true. birthday episode too. I this forgot about true. that. This is true. Um, any, I mean, I, I really, I feel bad because I don't really keep up with the NBA news. I did read some of the top headlines. Is there anything else worth mentioning, or, or are we good, good to move on to the NHL? Well, I mean, the the one other thing coming out of last week, the All Star. All-Star Reserves came out the day after we recorded and the day before the episode came out. So I'm very unfortunate on our timings, but it is what it is. But Devin Booker not being in a reserve right away, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. 
Devin Booker is not no all-star replacement for an injury. What we have seen from him this year has been unreal. And to think, yes, Chris Paul, if, if Chris Paul has had a good year, don't get me wrong, but Devin Booker is that all-star for the team. That team, the Suns are not where they are without Chris Paul or without, excuse me, Devin Booker. They aren't. They're not at all. And Devin Booker getting snubbed again. This is the second straight year that he's an all-star replacement. It's just disrespectful. I hope he, I mean, he, he's an all-star this year. Again, he's going to be in the game because of the AD injury. But I hope he comes out on a tear and, and just comes out all cylinders because that was just disrespectful, man. It's it's terrible what they do. I'll, I'll talk about them more in my off the hinges thing, but it's 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 just ridiculous. There you go. Stay tuned if you're listening on the Unhinged Sports Network for off the hinges. But let's move on to the NHL. I uh, just want to bring this up. Austin Matthews, who we talked about last week, is probably the best American player in the NHL. Yeah. He's going to miss a couple games. He's had a nagging wrist injury. Um, so he's probably going to fall off that goal of game streak or goal of game pace that he's on right now. 17, 18 goals, 18 games that he's played in. Um, does this maybe give because Toronto's the points leader in the entire league right now they're leading everybody do you think that this maybe gives Edmonton a chance to sneak up and steal the north division or is it kind of gonna say by the way the avalanche just scored uh one nothing over the Sharks but very nice but I mean look Toronto I compare Toronto to the Clippers of basketball Toronto I could care less what they do in the regular season I could give less than two shits about what they do they have to show in the playoffs because they have, for the past three or four years, I believe they've lost to Boston three of those four years. Like They, they have not got take over the hump. They got John Tavares. They have a good goalie in Frederick Anderson. They have a good team. They have a good team. But they've never been able to get over the hump. Ever. Ever. And Toronto, man, look, you got to hope. If Austin Matthews can do this for, or I think it's 56 games. 56 games. Yeah, 56 games in the playoffs, then good for you. But I'm going to highly doubt that Austin Matthews can do this for this long without any help. That's true. I mean, they didn't really make – they made decent moves in the offseason bringing in Joe Thornton, but that doesn't really Joe give – Joe Thornton's also 42. I'm saying he's, <laughs> yeah. he's good, a good presence in the locker room, yeah, but he true. lacks on the ice. And like we said – we've said it a couple times, and I told the Canadians flat out on two for chirping, did you guys forget that goalies play up there this, this season? It's true. Did you guys forget to tell your goalies, hey, the season started? Because there's like six to five games every single night. It's a six-goal minimum, minimum in Canada right now, which – is absolutely crazy. Um, now let's let's transition to the Avalanche because they did have a big letdown coming out of that Vegas Knights series. They split that one two to two, won the game outside on Lake Tahoe, and then won one more back in Denver before losing the second one back in Denver. And then they came out and got beat six to two by the Wild. And I mean, I, I know we talked about the Wild being a little bit of a surprise, but that's a team that the Avalanche should be able to handle very easily. And it was a little bit disconcerting for me to see how well they played against the Knights two games in a row and then lose to the Knights and get pounded by the Wild. It just was a, a odd sequence of games for this, me. This is the uh, Grubauer effect. This is the Grubauer effect, like I was saying it in the blog. We'll go back to it, was we don't have a number two. Grubauer, we're expecting Grubauer to go out there every night and play off his out of his mind. And that game was it was a letdown. It's it's I, I don't think it's a lot to take on because like I said, the Wild have been have been firing all cylinders. They've been playing very well. Um, but like I said, you gotta have a backup goalie. Worth throwing Hunter Miska out there who 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 got shout his, out Miska for his first win. First win. No, don't get me wrong, but that's not a backup goaltender on a Stanley Cup win. On a Stanley Cup team, excuse me. 
Like that's that's not that's not this recipe because Grubauer cannot you cannot throw him out for fifty six games mm-hmm. because he, he was out there I believe for I think it was all four Vegas games I may be wrong maybe he may might have missed one but having a excuse me having a four game series against one team and then having to come back against the Wild where your defense are still isn't where it should be because you don't have EJ back and that you have Byram still making making mistakes and you have these young guys in front of them that's going to happen unfortunately and. You just got to take that with a grain of salt and move on to the next one. But the Avs got to get healthy. You got to get us back a goaltender, a backup, like some sort of backup, reasonable backup. Either Franco come back healthy or, or get someone on the trade wire because you can't throw out Grobauer every single night and then expect him to play out of his mind every game because that's just not going to happen. Also take advantage of the games that you have against the bad teams in your division. Don't lose to the Kings. Don't lose to the Ducks. Don't lose to the Sharks, which they're doing right now. It's one nothing at the end of the first. Um, but also shout out Landeskog because he tied Peter Forsberg on the all-time goals list for an Avalanche player at 200, which is impressive. And I'll talk about it a little bit more um, in one of their, our segments coming up at the end of the show. But it's impressive because that's not even Landeskog's role anymore. He's not a goal scorer anymore. He's more of a setup guy and the, a goalie screen He's there for a tip-in goal. He's not really going to be shooting the puck anymore, but 200 goals for his time as an avalanche. Remember, he's only like 27. Yeah. He's, he's he, crazy he's, he's young. He's been a captain for seven years now, too. Yeah. He's a captain he's, since his second year in the league, too, so he's getting traction, and I hope I hope he's a lifelong app, that's for sure. I, I think the West Division as a whole right now is just going to come down to the very end of the season to see where all these teams shake out. Because I was looking at the division standings today, the top four teams are separated by a total of two points. I think – there's two teams tied at 27. The Knights have 30, and the and the Avalanche have 26. It's absolutely crazy how tight that that race is going to be going down the stretch. But at some point, I think that the Knights and the Avalanche are going to start pulling away from everybody else, and we're going to start seeing because even the Blues are hanging around. The Blues and the Wild are the other top teams right now, and I could see that being the four teams that make the playoffs. But the Blues and Wild are not going to be the two and three. It's going to be a Knights avalanche, vice versa, and then have them fight it out for the for the last spot there. But it's it's going to be. A, no, I mean, all those teams are gonna are gonna scratch a claw because the Blues are no joke when it comes to playoffs. The the Knights have showed their toughness. The avalanche aren't going to have no easy way to go. It's going to be a grind all the way to the end. And you just and then got, they're going to beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. I, I hope so. We just got to get healthy and get all the th- right things going. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, the NHL season with 56 games is huge because there's just so much coming up that you can't really, uh, you, know, you can't really prepare for. Uh, before we continue on, we're gonna take a qu- quick break and kind of work out some tech technical difficulties so we can get you some YouTube content. So we'll be back after this quick quick break here. Benchwarmers, we know you guys like to drink your craft beer, and that's a good thing because we're entering a partnership with one of the best, youngest breweries in the western slope of Colorado, High Alpine Brewing Company. We know that there's a lot of listeners out there in Gunnison. You guys know what we're talking about with High Alpine, but Scott, the owner, and us two, Nico and Jimmy, for the Far End of the Bench podcast have entered into a working partnership with them, and there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out, like merch, we're going to have some possible giveaway deals with them. If you mentioned listening to the Far End of the Bench podcast, so there's great things coming with us and High Alpine Brewing Company. Exactly. Who doesn't like drinking beer while watching sports at a bar? That's the greatest combination there can be. 
Um, you got to go check the, our friends up there. A lot of great things out of Gus and one of the best breweries in Colorado, hands down. Um, they got a lot of good stuff. Jimmy and I will be promoting their stuff like no other. I guarantee you that. We'll be wearing their shirts. Um, be sure to go on their website. They got good merchandise over there. Check them out there. And then obviously go taste their great beer because they have a great selection. Great selection, always on tap. Nice cold craft beer. Also follow them on Instagram at High Alpine Brewing Company. Look them up on Facebook, also at High Alpine Brewing Company. They're one of the biggest and youngest breweries in Colorado. Go give them a shout out and help out the far end of the bench and help us grow our brand. Thanks, guys. Hey, we're back. All right, we uh, we're we're still. This is more reason for you to go buy shirts from the Unhinged store or us DM us at FEOTB Pod so that we can get. A little bit nicer of a camera and not have to work with a GoPro when running off Wi-Fi. And Go the like Go that. GoPro is nice. Don't get me wrong. GoPro help us out. Be it be our be our sponsor. But I mean, it, if you it, have but, a camera that'll record for more than fifteen yeah, seconds, yeah, it's just it's just we can't. It's it's tough to work with sometimes. Sometimes and, and sometimes it likes being its own little menace, like like Boomer over there. Oh yeah, Boomer's a huge menace. He hasn't even moved. He's, he, I think he's shifted position twice since we sat down. Um, but we talked about hockey, so let's talk about NCAA basketball. Because like we said, it's March. We're we're gonna sleep in May. That's how that's how this thing works. But we're not gonna be sleeping during this whole time. And I know you're especially excited about this week because there's some smaller tournaments going on. Your tournament is still next week, but I, mean, I know that you appreciate you. Actually, the MAC is also next week. I was going to say you and Schlegel have the the most yeah. interest in mid-major college basketball. But uh, let's start off with just some big news that came out of this weekend. Michigan moved up to the number two spot, knocked Baylor out of that that area, and it's really I think it's probably more because people were expecting Michigan to come out flat after a couple big wins against Ohio State, but they didn't. They came out and are still dominant. They honestly might be the best team. They should probably be number one. Gonzaga's going to be number one because they're going to stay undefeated. Their conference is trash. Yeah, Sorry, Christian. Christian, Marissa, and, and Brady, but they are. Um, but, I mean, what it, does this kind of make – we talked about Michigan being a sleeper. I don't – I think that this – Oh, they're kinda, not a sleeper anymore. They're not, no, they nobody's not sleeping on anymore. the Wolverines right now. Yeah, I mean, they're not sleeping anymore. They, I think they're going to be – a very a team to make a deep run in 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 March. Um, they are going to be a team. Jawan Howard is man. He he has done an incredible job. He has done an incredible job. He top to bottom that Michigan team. They don't really have one or two stars. They have eight nine dogs, absolute dogs that are playing well together. And a Big Ten conference too that is very very tough with teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State. Um, Michigan, Michigan State. State. The list goes on and on. That, that I mean, there's there's a very very deep conference, and and Michigan has just blown away everybody. Um, we thought Ohio State may give them some trouble, but they rolled through them. Ohio Iowa, State's struggling right now. Ohio State is struggling after having a hot hot start. So Michigan is going to be, it's going to be a, a very interesting team to see how they do. I'm very like I said, all these conference tournaments, like, oh hold on, let me, let me fill one more thing into here, here too because. If you're if you're a sports better, do yourself a favor, throw on some of these conference tournaments and bet on them. And I'll tell you one thing, bet the hell out of the under. Mm-hmm. I I have won literally 60 bucks the past week watching some of these lower mid like middle of the pack teams yeah. and always betting the under. Live bet the under because it because at the end of the game they they usually expect them to score their lights up, but when it comes to the last 5 minutes, it's usually only 10 points each, not even. Like less than 20 points each. Yeah. 
um, scored the last five minutes of the game. Unlike NBA, where it's a, it's just a chuck up show. So we don't have to talk about that. So the I ending mean, of basketball makes it difficult to watch. That's, that's for sure. That's true. And with the one thing about college basketball, people that necessarily, that necessarily don't like are in love with the NBA that college basketball is is it means a little bit more. College college basketball, you're playing for your school. College basketball, you're also these some of these players are the last time they'll ever play collegiate collegiate or at, uh, sports and athletics as it is. And these are their one shot. The NBA is a lot more cutthroat. There's only X amount of players. NFL, there's a lot more players in the league. And it, it, it's just a lot harder because basketball, there's there's only the stars that go and make it to the next level. But with college basketball, each of these teams, they're all coached a certain way. They're all they're all it's a, it's a team mentality. NBA, it's the star players, and then who can get you there? The team mentality, college basketball, and the team defense, team offense that comes out of it is just beauty to watch. And that's what makes it so great. Yeah, I mean, with the tournaments that we're going to talk about today, too, you, when you talk about the Blue Blood programs, you're talking about guys who are going committing to a college for six months so that they can get their season in and get on and move on to the NBA. When you're talking about a VCU, because that's one of the tournaments that we're talking about, or any of these smaller schools, you know that they're also getting an actual education. They're not getting spoon-fed Portuguese classes because it's an easy A. Uh, Shout-out um, – Matt Mitrione for that little story. Purdue put him in a Portuguese class because it's consistently easy pass to class to pass. Uh, I just like the fact that these small schools and the school who's going to make a run, that Nunn is ready again in, in Loyola, Chicago. She's ready for, I don't know. Ready for another run? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of I don't know the mascot name for, for I think, Loyola. I think but. it's a bear. I don't, I don't know. Obviously. Bear down, I guess. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to see her gear up for another run. Uh, let's just talk about the, the tournaments to watch. So we'll start with the WCC. Yeah, these are the tournaments this week. Cause yeah, like we'll, we'll go into depth more with the Big Big Ten, ACC, all that good stuff next week. Who, who's the team in the WCC that's it's, the favorite right it's now? It's Gonzaga. It's it's one thousand percent Gonzaga. Is there any team that can upset them? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. not even close. No. Not yeah. even close. Frankly, no. Um, BYU has had a decent year. They may sneak in the tournament if they make a decent run and give the Gonzaga a run for their money in the conference tournament. But it's Gonzaga, everyone else. Loyal Marymont has is, is is a sleeper. They've they've been hot and cold recently. But besides that, it's Gonzaga, fifty feet of crap, and everybody else. No offense, but this is the way it is. Gonzaga is dominating this this conference for so many years. They really they should think about moving out, but they're definitely not going to be moving out anytime soon. It's true. That's because I mean it's an automatic bid every year. That's true. It's an yeah. automatic bid every year. You get in the Pac-12, you may have to scratch a claw, and heaven forbid that. Do you think they would though? Because they probably still dominate the Pac-12. Yeah, let's be honest. But either way, on their off years, they're not winning necessarily winning the conference. And on Gonzaga's bad years, they're still winning this conference, even if they're not. One of the better teams in the country. I mean, they are this year, but even if they're not, they're still more than likely going to win this conference. A lot of bulldog shade being thrown on this podcast. It's just, no, it's no shade. It's just, it's just the program is, is very good, and the head coach over there is really good. I get you. It's just you. everyone else, they, they have no competition. It is what it is. The Ohio Valley Conference. Is there a team that kind of sparks your interest about this tournament? Belmont, The Belmont Bruins. The Belmont Bruins have, have the second longest winning streak in college basketball behind Gonzaga. Belmont has been on a roll. Um, they have... They have been they've been tearing through their 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 uh, in conference schedule, going uh, what is it here, um, eight, 18 and two in conference, twenty four and three overall. I believe their first two conference losses were at the beginning, so they've been rolling through all that. Um, 
I believe this is their conference to lose. Moorhead State may make some noise and make, give them a run for their money. But Belmont, I believe, right now is ranked. They were ranked 10 at one point, but they, they have fallen off a little bit. But I think they, they could be a sleeper team in the tournament when it goes forward. Um, but Bel Belmont, yeah, that, that's the team I like out there a lot. Moorhead State, like I said, could make some noise. Murray State is always a team that makes some sort of noise. Murray State, that's that's Schlegel's team. Yeah, that is Schlegel's team. So th that's a team that could make some noise going in the future. But I don't see Belmont you know, in the top 25. I don't. I think they might have dropped off because, yeah, they're on a two-game losing streak. So okay. it's, it's, but they were on – they had the second longest winning streak um, in college basketball behind Gonzaga at one point. Shout out Buffs. They're ranked in the top twenty-five. This is true. The, 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 and that's the AP. It's not even. I thought it was just. I thought they were going to get. They're the only Pac-12 team in the top twenty-five too. The only one on the AP. Yeah. The, yeah. the um, so maybe coaches pull has... in the Pac-12. They're definitely a tournament team, but I mean, we'll 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 see. Maybe maybe it's their year to win it. Uh, that's it's going to be tough though, we'll, taking down Oregon and taking down the powerhouses. We'll talk especially about, UCLA. Too. Yeah, UCLA is always sleepers. We'll talk about that more next week when we get to the Pac-12 tournament time. At Atlantic Ten. I didn't even realize that this was an actual conference, <laughs> but uh, I mean, the team out of this one that you think has has the best chance of making a run. It's the top two for me. It's a Bonaventure and it's VCU. VCU is always like everyone. Everyone knows VCU because yep. their tournament runs. But Shaka Smart's not there anymore. They have a different coaching staff. I mean, it's been a couple of years now. It's a different different coaching staff, different persona, but VCU is always still dangerous when it comes to March. Um, you never know. You, that team is always going to be all, on their toes, be a team to look out for, upset loss especially. Uh, but State Bonaventure, a team that was in the tournament last year, I believe they were – I think they lost on a game winner – or two years ago, sorry, wow. God damn it. There was no, tournament, there was last no tournament last year. Two years ago, St. Bonaventure was a team that made the tournament but they lost on a game winner, I'm pretty sure, in the first round. So there are no slouches, um, but I think that's those are the top two that should be worried about out of Atlantic 10. Is there any team besides Gonzaga that can make a push for an actual championship this year? I mean, I know we've seen some crazy runs. I think, didn't VCU on their run, was it Elite Eight or was it Final, final Four? Final Four. Final it four, was yeah. a Final Four run. I remember, I mean, that was one of the first well, years. And Royal Chicago got to the Final Four, yeah. too. That was one of the first years of VCU Final Four run that I remember actually paying attention because I was driving back and forth to a baseball tournament in Arizona, and uh, the guy that we were driving with, because it was one of my dad's buddies from college, had the basketball games on on the radio. So we were listening to VCU for the first part of that run. Any team besides Gonzaga that can make that? I don't know. UMBC is gonna is gonna be I mean, interesting. They're a better team. They have a lot of those same players from that Virginia that Virginia upset three years mm -hmm. ago now. They a bunch of those rookie or those young guys are seniors. Chris Long's most least favorite day of all time. <laughs> that's true. Um, Wichita State uh, is is a team that's it's another team that's like I mean they're named the Shockers for a reason. <laughs> but they could they could make some noise. Besides that it's gonna be, I, th I think it's it's gonna be the the Big Twelve conference to lose, or it's the big it's the Big Twelve and Big Ten's chant or, or or March Madness to lose in my opinion, because the Big Twelve top to bottom, Big Twelve is one of the better conferences. Big Ten has a bunch of dogs. Um, that's that's where that's where the big winners are gonna come from, I believe. When it comes to the other ones, like I said, Wichita State can make some noise. I'm hoping GCU makes some noise, but I, I have my doubts just as it is. But it'd be nice to at least get get in the big dance. Who's going to be the fourth number one seed? Because it's going to be Gonzaga. It's going to be Michigan. Baylor. Probably going to be Baylor. So who's going to be that fourth? Because Illinois probably won't, depending on how the Big Ten tournament goes, because it's Illinois at four, Iowa at five. Yep. Those two probably aren't going to have a shot because – I think Michigan's going to win that tournament pretty handedly. I still think that they could throw either Illinois or Iowa into the number one seed. 
I think whoever is fa- what's what's the cat what's the main criteria for the number one seed? It's it's there's really no criteria. It's basically who they think the best four teams is. It's not like college football where you have to win your conference. It's it's they they, they just pick it off who is the best schedule, mm-hmm. which team and right now Illinois and Iowa have the second and third best strength of the schedule. They they ran through teams. Um, so I think whoever will be facing whoever the top two in the Big Ten Conference in the Big Ten Conference Championship will be number one seeds. I, whether it be Michigan, Illinois, or Michigan, Iowa, or Illinois and Iowa, I think those that's where the other two number one seeds are going to come from. Is there anybody from the AC? We'll, we'll talk about the ACC tournament, but that's where a lot of the blue blood programs are. And that was another question that I wanted to bring up. Is there a blue blood that's going to back their way into the tournament? Duke, or is there? They will. Honestly, I think they will because if Duke makes a decent run in the ACC tournament, God damn it! I know it's 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 not what you want to hear, but I really don't. I I don't like Shashevsky. I don't. I don't understand why. I I can't can't. I mean, I like him in international as a as the Olympics coach, but him at Duke just rubs me the absolute (laughs) wrong way. I mean, then you're probably not a fan of Roy Williams in North Carolina. I either. like Roy. I mean, I like Roy because he's a, he's he doesn't do it. Roy Williams and Mac Brown might be the same person, just That's in different true. sports, in my opinion. And those two are harmless. Shishovsky, Shishovsky. There we go. Say that ten times fast to I'm, see what happens. I'm not going to. I can still get Uyagalale whenever I want, but it, there's always some. It's very uh, Urban Meyer-y for me. Is Shishovsky where there's always successful. But there's always just a little bit of grease on some of his success. Underwater basket weaving classes. The, 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 oh, I'm going to have the cheerleaders do my basketball players homework, which actually happens. It's, it's, (laughs) he is arguably the best college basketball coach of all time, right up there with John Wooden, just -hmm. because his long tenure and what he's been able to do at Duke Duke and all the great talents come through the years. So don't be surprised if Duke makes a run in the ACC tournament, but you gotta look at the lineal national champions still in Virginia. Virginia's still in there. They're ranked. They're ranked 21 right now. I think. I think they have a good shot at upsetting Florida State. I don't think I see a whole lot for Florida State to win this conference. Sorry, Jim, but I, I think Virginia is still. It's their conference to lose. Wow, Florida State is the highest ranked ACC team, and they're all the way down at 11. Yeah. The ACC is not having a very fun year with Notre Dame, Clemson. Miami is usually good, and they've been yeah, that's true. terrible this year, too. Yeah, it's, it's not good for them. <laughs> it's really not. Syracuse, throw Syracuse in there, too. Syracuse is, is a story program. I thought that they were still in the Big East for basketball. Oh, yeah, they, they, they had to leave because the Big East kind of just fell apart. A bit, also, some of my favorite, the, one, the, where, the place I lo- started loving these conference ter- tournaments was the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. Where Kemba with the step back, cardiac Kemba was born. That's where I fell in love with these conference tournaments because watching that Big East tournament, it, it's I always have an eyes on the Big East tournament every year just because it's at Madison Square Garden and it's the aura of being in that building. Even though the Knicks played there, they're a playoff team though. But either way, I think the Big East tournament is so much fun to watch as it is. But Villanova is going to walk away with that conference. Maybe Creighton has has some argument there, but. Either way, all these conferences, it, it's 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 like I said, a lot of these players are gonna be the last last games they ever had. They didn't have a tournament last year. Those no. seniors who didn't get to play last year and to have their run, now they get to do it now. And I think that adds a little extra extra incentive this year. 
Is there a tournament? Because and I'm going to bring in March Madness because I'm just going to try and bring that up every single episode in March. <laughs> but is there a um, tournament? Because in in wrestling, the Big Ten is normally the Big Ten conference tournament is normally looked at a more difficult tournament to win than the national championship because you're facing the very best guys. Is there a conference tournament in basketball that kind of has usually that same? the ACC? It usually is the ACC because you usually have Syracuse, Duke, North Carolina. Miami, Notre Dame at the top. It mm. usually is the ACC. Or it's usually um, the Big East was that, like I said. Um, the Big Ten is always competitive. Um, so it's, it is it, it is what it is. But either way, I think I think all these conferences are going to be interesting. But if I had to pick one, it's the ACC because North Carolina, Duke, and Syracuse are in there. This is, this is the stories of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, all these you can't really miss. No, and this week with the small tournaments, it's going to be a good kind of teaser into what we're going to end up with next week. Uh, Pause. Pause. Big pause on that. The way you said that, it feels so... Hey, it's March. I had to. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) We're going to take a break. I'm going to go take a shower, and then we'll finish off the rest of the podcast um, and and get into our regular segments, most dominant team of the week, and everything like that. You're listening to The Far End of the Bench on the Unhinged Sports Network, and we'll be right back. Bench warmers, thank you guys for listening to the Unhinged Sports Network. And we wanted to talk about Fanatics once again, our oldest partner, our very first partner on the Unhinged Sports Network. You can still use their link in our bio and make your purchase because there's new jerseys coming out on that site. And, and not just jerseys and shirts, it's anything merchandise-wise. Uh, all of the podcasts on the Unhinged Sports Network talk about it at FEOTB Pod to find the link in our bio and use that to buy your shirt. They got promo codes every single day. Um, great, great deals, great content, great, great merchandise that you can get. Nico, what are some of the things that they can find on the Fanatics website through our link that they can buy? Well, I mean, it's it's March, it's April, man. This we have lots of good stuff place. coming, but the best time of March is the conference tournaments for college basketball yes, and all those beautiful warm-ups that they use throughout the tournament. If you see a dude losing his mind on the bench with a sick warm-up uh, through, while you're watching the tournament, go to use the Fanatics ad, go get you one of those warm-ups from those universities, and go get support your favorite teams because all those just sick warm-ups, like I said, sick jerseys, Whatever it may be, lots of good stuff. And the All-Star game just happened. NBA All-Star game happened. Go get you a Nicole Jokic jersey. I'm not sure what the color looks like right now because we're recording before. But go get you a Nicole Jokic jersey. Go get you, <coughs> excuse me, All-Star warm-ups. I got an All-Star warm-up jacket off Fanatics. Go use, but you have to use that link. Make sure you use that link. Yeah, Fanatics, the best place for a sports fan. Get all your different merchandise that you need. Link in our bio at FEOTB Pod. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network and support your favorite team. What's up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? We got another thing to, to get to because, you know, nobody likes dealing with cable companies in 2020. And here at the Unhinged Sports Network, we wanted to cater to you guys to go into the new age, cut your cable cords. With Fubo TV, we have a new link, a new partnership. You can go to the link in our bio, and if you sign up for a subscription through that link, you will kick back a little bit of money to the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring great content all across this platform. And we got big things coming up in 2021, so you're going to have to, to get in on this, and we're helping you out in the process. Yeah, make, make your life easier, man. No one likes dealing with cable companies. You don't get half the channels. Um, sometimes there's blackouts. That's not present with Fubo, you can get whatever you want. I can watch Sunday Night Football with no sweat. I can watch 
or, TN, or I can watch basketball on TNT anytime I want. Um, get, be sure to use Fubo, man. I'm definitely going to be using it. I hate paying for cable, so I'm going to be using that right right now as we speak, if we're being honest. And I want to make sure to get on that deal so now it's your turn to do the same. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network. Cut your cable cord. Come into the digital age. Thanks, guys. All right, we're back. Thank you for the sitting, sitting through those partnership advertisements. we got a lot of great partners. Link in our link tree at FEOTB Pod, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's where you can DM us for the shirts. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now if you're watching this clip on YouTube. And we also have Unhinged merchandise as well, unhingedsn.com. Uh, we'll have the link in our link tree it's for, t- for there the as well. Spring app, yeah, yeah as the well. Teespring app. Yeah, use that fanatic stuff. Like we said, it's All Star Weekend. Look, I, I mean, this is the 05 baseball All Star basketball jersey. It's an old one, KG old one. So you got to go get you whatever you can out of the fanatics. Go get you. I mean, if you want to watch the All Star game, use Fubo. I mean, it, look, it, it's just one thing after the other. They all tie in together. It's true. And it, if you want a beer together. and watch it, go to High Alpine Brewing. <laughs> if you're in Gunnison, that's for sure, because that's the only place we we did bring it up. We, if you go back and listen to that Gunnison Valley episode, I asked Scott Point Blank, like, when, when are we going to get some of these high Alpine brews distributed? It's like it's it's a possibility once COVID is is over with. Knock on wood, this time next year. That would be amazing because I would love to have a Gunny Gold sitting on my back porch next to the fire. We're sitting on us right here while we're while, while we're. While, Hopefully while by that time there. we have a studio. That's true. And that's then we true. could have a mini fridge stocked full of beer and just it's a whole another thing. We'll we'll. We're on episode 30 now, but we'll get to the point where we're we're, we're going to have a Joe Rogan set up at some point. I, wanna, I hope so. I All right. Hope so. Uh, let's get into most dominant team of the week. Mine, I'll just, I'm going to go first because I want to lead off with the really good one, and then you can kind of. Because you heard my bad one. You can funny. soften the blow. Uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez, number one pound for pound boxer in the world. I said it, my beat hit. Knockout in within the first three rounds was like plus two hundred, I think, on this fight, and easiest, he got a, easiest money every every money could ever make. Uh, who there was a chance that I thought the the guy that he fought could have made it past the third round, but then he was blocking, he was defending, but Canelo's punches were still landing through those blocks, and then the one two that he put him to the canvas with, they should have stopped it there. They let him get back up, and he took a couple more liver shots. Canelo's best boxer in the world right now. He's okay, pound for pound number one, and it's deserved. I'm really looking forward because I think we're finally going to get Fury and Joshua, uh, which so. that would be the biggest fight in British boxing history. Might be the biggest fight in boxing. No, nah, not boxing history, but recent boxing. Recent history. boxing this of this era. If if Wembley opens up, they could sell sell out all hundred two thousand seats plus whatever they're going to put out on the field. The, those two behemoths when they go out is going to be amazing. Avalanche scored again, by the way. That's I watching not being able to watch these. I have to go through ESPN updates on my phone, and it's like having somebody just blowing you up every single every single abs game. I have the same thing going. If I'm being honest with you, so it's not a bad thing. All right, um, my most dominant team of the week. It's the New York Knicks, baby. New York basketball's back, maybe. <laughs> but the Knicks have been winning games. They are taking down good teams. They are beating good teams. Don't get me wrong. And the Knicks could be hosting a playoff game. Oh, hosting a playoff series, excuse me. Hosting a playoff series. Imagine me saying that at the beginning of the season. Hell, the end of last season. <laughs> if I would have told you that the Knicks, the next, the following year, are going to host a playoff game, I'd be like, what the hell are you smoking? The Knicks are terrible. Well, 
Things changed, and New York basketball is back. Well, well, well. There's now nothing. I had a turn tables. <laughs> turned. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But hey, like I said, when when New York New York is the epicenter for basketball, and when the Knicks and the Nets are doing good, it's better for basketball. It is what it is. I, I don't hate the Knicks at all because I feel bad for them, honestly. But I mean, it, they're too it's, bad to hate. It's like hating the Bengals. Why? We're just kicking it. You're just kicking a team while they're down. Exactly. No, uh, and Madison Square Garden's the mecca for anything. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody wants to do concerts. That's where everybody wants to fight, bo- box, and MMA, whatever it may be. Wrestle, wrestle WWE, yeah. and Madison Square Garden's always been great. That's a huge histor- history thing there. Uh, so now let's get into our, our relatively new segments. Third Not time new now. segments Third anymore. Time. Third time. And we'll start with What's Brewing, presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company, our partners over there in Gunnison. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at High Alpine Brew, and you can like them on Facebook as well. But let's go ahead. What's Brewing for you? We'll start with you on this one. Which, My What's Brewing, brewing man, I tweeted this out on our account. Deshaun Watson liked a tweet saying, I am so happy that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Denver Bronco. The dude said it in Spanish. But when I clicked the translate button, it said at Denver Broncos at Deshaun Watson, and he liked it. That's my actual watch Deshaun Watson. Liked actual because it? it came Watson. from a Deshaun Watson bot account, yeah, no, right? No, it came from the actual Deshaun Watson Twitter page, and that was liked, and it it came up. And if it happens, we are gonna have an emergency pod. I guarantee you that. And 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 if if the look look if it happens, I could be more ecstatic. But the more the closer and closer we get toward the draft, I think there's a better shot because the Texans are getting desperate. I think they are they need to get to the point where now it's just the highest bidder, because Deshaun Watson already said he's not going to play. He said he, he said I'm not going. I don't. He's, the the relationship is so far gone. That's the quote unquote so far gone that he he wants Easterby he wants out. out. He wants the he wants ownership and the general manager because Jack Easterby is the general manager slash deacon that they have sharks just scored again or scored by the way mm-hmm. so it's 2-1 but they he wants the upper management taken out so changing the actual the sitting gm and the head coach they talked about having sean having a zoom meeting with them over the weekend it doesn't mean anything yeah. he still doesn't want to be there it's very obvious um he just gave a list of demands of, of teams yeah and the denver broncos were on that list they were. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. He's not gonna. All the people saying that he's gonna sit out. The Texans aren't gonna let him sit out because that makes. If they say, okay, fine, we're not gonna trade you, but you can go ahead and sit out. That cheapens their look as a franchise. It cheapens bringing somebody in in free agency to try and help, and then you also lose out on the assets that you can bring back. Sean Watson's gonna bring you all the assets that you would need to take your very very poor, whatever you want to call it. I'm not gonna call you a football franchise right now because it's just that bad. You're like ECW in the early 2000s where, you know, Paul Heyman had already jumped to WWE. There's nothing going on. The, the, the Canadians on two for chirping like to say tire fire. That's what you are right now. That's your legitimate classified A tire fire in Houston. It's the, hey, the, the way I see it is that J.J. Watt signing to Arizona came out of left field. Why, why not? I mean, not many people are talking about the Broncos. It, a lot of people are talking about the Bears. A lot of people are talking about the Jets still. I mean, the Bears would be so ironic, and we talked about that with Zach funny, on the yeah. last episode. So, of I mean, the Broncos are out of left field a little bit. May make sense. I thought Peyton Manning was out of left field when it happened, and then uh, we were we were in middle school. I think we were in seventh grade, seventh grade when, it, when grade, you yeah. first came over, and one of my teachers told me, he's like, we got Peyton. I was like, no, you didn't. 
Peyton's not. A, I could not in, in my head. I could not picture Peyton Manning as anything other than a cult. And then hey, it happened. It happened. And yeah. we had a Super Bowl out of it. I went to a Super Bowl parade. And not we, many people we can both say that. Did. Yes, we did. Yeah, I mean us and two and two point three million of 2. our 3 closest million friends. High as fuck friends. <laughs> I still remember the cloud of marijuana smoke over the whole city, downtown, all, all of downtown Denver. Yeah, no, I I knew that it was a strange situation. One of the international tournaments or one of the camps that I went to, uh, we were talking about the Broncos Super Bowl parade, and when I say that three hundred three was the headlining performance, people are like, no. Actually, that makes a lot of sense with how high you fuckers are all the time. They, the band 303, also from Denver. I know a lot of people don't know that. 303 is the area code. The area code. I know, you didn't know, I know that's, that's news to everybody. Because wow. I've told people that before, and they're like, 303 from Denver? Oh. Oh, it's the area code. Oh, gotcha. That's okay. <laughs> Shut your lips. That's all I'm going to say about that. My What's Brewing, Tiger Woods, unfortunate car accident late last week. Uh, looks like none of the injuries are life-threatening, but who knows what it's going to do. I mean, it could have ended his golf career. They had to use the jaws of life to get him out of the car. It was, it was a bad situation, but it was kind of cool on Sunday for the tournament that was going on. All the golfers, except for uh, Max Hama, which is kind of a funny story. That's part of why this is my what's brewing. Uh, wore red because Tiger usually wears red on Sundays and, and wins championships. Hat, yep. um, so that was kind of cool. People are going after Max Hama. The guy got in, like Tiger Woods got into a car accident, I think Thursday. So he was already at the tournament getting ready to go. Maybe he didn't bring a red shirt. Maybe someone Maybe just he didn't, didn't want to go get yeah, a red or shirt. Someone just didn't tell him. There's no hard feelings. Like yeah. he didn't do it disrespect. He wasn't being. It wasn't disrespectful. It was just more an honor to the other players. Yeah. Doing. And I mean, there, there could have been teams the day after Kobe died that didn't want to do the 24 second violation or anything like that. There could have been teams like that, but no, it was a gentleman's agreement. But if you're not in on it, you don't have the information. I don't think that should be held against no, you. It's, it's not. It's not against him at Max all. Max Homa's a he's a troll on Twitter, but that's just because golf ha- golfers have to do something to be, get their personality. Yeah, yeah out they, there. they gotta have some some sort of show. He's not an actual troll. That's 35 years old sitting in his parents' basement, and some of you may listen to this podcast, so. Sorry. <laughs> good. How are you? Good day. But it's it's not a good look. Uh, but I thought that was a cool kind of tribute, and you don't normally see that in golf because there's no uniform or anything like that. And it was it was similar to me in the moment of silence in NFL or in WWE when one of the wrestlers passes away with the ten ring ten tolls of the bell. Um, so that's my what's brewing. Yeah, but hopefully Tiger comes back soon. Like I said, he he had that terrible back injury. Not he was long, already so. rehabbing an injury, and now we're gonna have to see what other it's stuff. Gonna, he has it's to gonna be weird. I mean, he he he's not probably more than likely not gonna be playing the Masters here in the yeah. next couple months, and it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back strong. That's what's brewing. I mean, maybe his son will win a Masters. So. Sheesh. I don't. I. Nah, he wanna... won't win this year's Masters, but eventually win. No, I know. I don't want to talk about that though, because that means we're old as fuck at that point. That's so, true. That is very true. That's what's brewing, presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company. Like we said, follow them at High Alpine Brew. Now let's move into off the hinges, and I'll start on this one because I know you you got one that you're pretty excited about, yeah. and it's players teasing retirement. I didn't like it with Brett Favre. I don't like it right now with Drew Brees. And I mean, even yeah, to some ben. extent, Big Ben, because he never fully came out and he didn't make all the same gestures that Drew Brees did, coming back out onto the field, waving goodbye to everybody in the crowd, everything like that. But he did that video with Marquise Pouncey. They also got their ass kicked by the Browns. That's true. I mean, <laughs> so, and he was, the, he was the reason. Like the same reason why Drew Brees was the reason the Saints lost to the Bucks. 
Big Ben was probably the reason that they lost to the Browns as bad as they did. And that video with Marquise Pouncey, it did kind of seem like a. Goodbye, I mean, if you're yeah. if you're retiring, I mean, we had this retirement pact, but now they're kind of teasing it. And it's it's it, I don't like it, and I don't really care for the Saints or or the Steelers. Everybody knows yeah, that I, I hate care for the Steelers. I, everybody knows that I hate the Steelers, but I don't want to beat a washed up Roethlisberger every single year if I'm a Bengals fan. Oh, I, I think you do. No, I mean, I would rather beat them as a good team. I would rather be a better team, like like in 2015, or those years where Andy Dalton got us to the first round of the playoffs. We would beat the Steelers because we were a better team than them. Jimmy, I, I think you are going to... If I if I tell you you said this, like when you're, when, you're, when you're like a year down the road, that you just said that you want the Steelers to be competitive. And the Bengals to win, though. I know, but the Steelers would be competitive. You would, I think, you would much rather the Steelers suck ass for so many years than the Steelers be competitive. And don't get me wrong, Bengals still be good, but if the Steelers weren't competitive, you'd sleep a lot easier at night. True or false? One hundred percent true. I'm so so with them. It's different with the Steelers. It's such a different brand of hate that I have. That's what heart. I'm saying. If they're not competitive, it's no, better that way. I would rather them think they have a chance of winning and then me then pull the rug out. you steamroll them by 40 every year? Every now and <laughs> every once in a while, a steamroll by 40 is nice because of they've done that to us. I want the roles to be reversed with the Bengals and Steelers. We've been the submissive one for, in the relationship for a long time. Let's move it over. Let, let's I am hey, so tag, surprised you said that. Tag me in. Don't pause on that because I tag me in. Let's switch roles here, and the Bengals dominate this the Steelers. But the Steelers still, I like the AFC North. I like the AFC. I'm well, a fan of the AFC a, North as a whole. Yeah, it is competitive. It is probably one of the most competitive divisions out there. But I think you'd much. I, I still, I still firmly believe that. You'd, Wouldn't you much rather beat the Chiefs? If you were going to break this streak against the Chiefs, wouldn't you have rather it come off of them being seven and one and winning a Super Bowl no. than being two and fourteen and the, just the way absolute I, the way, trash? The way I see it is a win is a win. And if we're winning a division, it doesn't matter who else is behind us. I'm a fan like of style. Raiders. I'm a fan of style. Please. It's the Raiders. I don't. I. It's with me. It's you with the Steelers. It's me with the Raiders. I don't want the Raiders to do success. I would rather them be the worst team in the league every single year and still kick the shit out of them. You haven't. I, I don't to, want them to be Kenneth. You haven't had to sit through Raiders Super Bowl championships. I've that's, had to sit through two fair. Steelers Super Bowl that's championships. It's also fair. Uh, that's my off the hinges. It's old guys who don't know when to quit. Hang it up. Take Yeller out back, and and let's finish off this movie. The horse twisted the ankle. Every single analogy that you want to use. That's my off the hinges. That's fair. My off the hinges. Like I said, it's All Star Weekend, or not All Star Weekend. It's All Star Sunday night because the All Star Game has the dunk contest at halftime. And it is time to stop making this a popularity contest. It is time to stop that. Ben Simmons should not be an All Star. He the, he's on a good team. Shout out for shout out him hitting a three. Yeah, it's the second of the year. <laughs> but I mean, he does not. He's there's Trey Young should have been an All Star. Sabonis should have been All Star right away, and that didn't happen. He had to be a fill in replacement as well. Go back to the Western Conference now. Devin Booker. Wasn't an all-star right away. Chris Paul got the honorary, quote-unquote, all-star selection, which is ridiculous. And then if you look at what has happened in year, in, in the past couple of years, it's LeBron every single year in the, in the all-star as, as the all-star captain. If, if, like, like, look, KD and LeBron deserve it. Don't get me wrong. But why not try something different? Jokic and MB right now are the top two MVP candidates. Why the hell not have – because right now basketball – is one of the top sports worldwide because of the the reach it has in Europe and the reach it has in Australia and blah 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 and over overseas especially, like 
having two four two guys who are not from the United States be ahead of one of your biggest games of the year, I think adds another bonus. And don't get and the comedy behind Jokic and Embiid being the captains. Embiid would throw so much shade at everybody, and Jokic would be be like, "Oh, he good. I pick him." Like it'd be it'd be funny. Like, do something different. I'm not trying to watch the same thing every single year. Get these young stars that deserve it. They finally got it right with Julius Randle and Zach Levine being all stars, mm-hmm. but you still snubbed people that deserved it. Yeah. And we're making it so like okay, if it, I mean, it, look, the you're, you're was, missing your biggest argument here, and that's Clay Thompson. Because Clay Thompson Clay, hasn't Clay played. Thompson voting, the fan vote is as idiotic as it is. Caruso got more votes than Jamal Murray. And Caruso is Cheeks. Okay, he's not Cheeks, but he's, he's not an all-star. No, he's it's not. Just, it's just ridiculous. People are not taking it seriously. It is what it is. The fan vote. I mean, the NBA is, is meme city as it is. Yeah. And the, no, fa- and the fan vote, I remember Zaza Pachulia was the, well, was the leading – I know you don't know who that is. What he he was a, he was a scrub, and he was the leading vote getter for the bigs in the East not too long ago. And they he he luckily fell off, but they had nixed that. That's why they got rid of the fan vote. The fan it, it's going to come down to coaches vote, and now the coaches voting not even it's not even respectable anymore because they didn't even vet because the reserves is voted off coaches, and Devin Booker wasn't even voted. You cannot tell me Devin Booker is not a top twelve player in the Western Conference. That is a straight-up lie. What the Suns have done this year is ridiculous. I would say top 10. I would put them in the top 10. Yeah, top 10 easily. I mean, top 12, I only say top 12 because they picked 12 from the East, 12 from the West. Oh. But you can't tell me that he's not at least that. that. Yeah, I still. that's how far my basketball knowledge is behind because I didn't realize that they t- took 12 on each side. And, and then one more thing to add on top of that. Please give me something in the dunk contest. Give me an all-star. Give me someone. Give because, me a name. Okay, okay. Yeah. don't get me wrong. Aaron Gordon's Zach Levine dunk contest, probably the greatest dunk contest of all time. Don't get me You're fight, probably going to have a blog about that on fight, fight, this fight, week, Yeah, right? fight me about that. But, I mean, it is one of the craziest – some of the craziest dunks we've ever seen in NBA history. And those weren't two weren't all-stars. But, why? like, look, the, the list they have, don't get me wrong, is very good. Obi Toppin, I think, I think that's going to be my pick to win. And probably my betting odds, I'm, I'm picking Obi Toppin because I probably will bet on it for the hell of it. But Obi Toppin has is, is been is, – the guy who dunked in between his legs in college last year at Dayton. And then you have Anthony Simmons, who's only, who's been hurt all year for the Blazers, but he's dunked pretty good in the last few years. He's And then you have, uh, I think there's one, there's one more. There, there's, there's, they usually have four every year, but the other one that they added was Cassius Stanley. I think he's with Indiana. And he was the guy out of Duke and he won the dunk contest in, in high school. So the and he has I think he has he doesn't get a whole lot of playtime in Indiana. So they got you got to give me something else. Like, I want Zion versus LeBron. There was rumors Zion might be in it. Uh, they're not so, going to do. They're, no, I don't think the Pelicans would allow him to be in it because he's so prone to get injured. He would he would do something. He's a very athletically gifted person, but he's still very goofy in his athleticism to where he would hurt himself. But it, for a guy like me who doesn't really know anybody in the NBA, I would tune in for the dunk contest if it was Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins yep. or guys on that level. I don't get what the point of, like, yeah, build up new stars, but you build up new stars, like have two guys that people know and two guys that you're building up. Yeah. Because then, think about it, if it was LeBron and who's another well, good you do, dunker from... You could do from, LeBron and Zion. Well, or you could do... Or, just going back to it, let's, go, let's redo the 2016 dunk contest with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. So still have those two guys, but then instead of, I don't even remember who the other two, because Zach Levine and, and Aaron Gordon went into three overtime, so I can't even remember I, who the other I think two. one of those was uh, Will Barton. 
It could have been. But I, I think I you'd keep those two in it. But then if you had maybe at that time a Blake Griffin and LeBron James also, then twice as many people tune in and see that dunk contest. And then you can use Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in that LeBron and Blake Griffin role and bring in new guys. It, yeah, you, it feeds itself. I don't know what the hell, they why that's so hard to figure out for commissioners. Exactly. They could have They could have easily, what they could have done is they could have had Zion and maybe, because Zach Levine's an all-star this year. That's There's two big names, Zach Levine and Zion. I would love to see that. Zach Levine and Zion be your two all-stars in the dunk contest and then have Obi Toppin, mm-hmm. who's done very well. And then another, I, I don't maybe, maybe Cassius Stanley, still throw him in there. But you have two young stars and then you have the two all all stars, and then have them battle each other out. I guess because I mean because that's look the dunk contest is still must watch TV every year. It's what's going to bring in the casual. It's, go, it's still going to bring the casual fans in because of what these guys are able to do off their two feet is just still ridiculous in my mind. But I mean, it could be better. Then, but we're being picky because yeah. we just want to see. LeBron in the dunk contest. He should have been in the dunk contest every single year he's been in the NBA. Yeah, but we're still getting good dunks. And still, the, the content isn't a problem. It's who we're putting out there to get more eyes on it. I'm going to be interested to see how this dunk contest goes because a good part of the dunk contest is the crowd and the judges' yeah. reaction. So well, I, I mean, maybe they'll have the all-stars on the side there. That, that that would be good. They can do what WWE does and have the screens if you wanted the crowd reaction. The crowd reaction. But the judges' reaction also needs to be, uh, I think in the 2016, Kevin Hart was a guest judge, and every single time that they threw the ball, it was just a dumb face, and it was awesome. It was great. Uh, but that's Off the Hinges this week, presented by the Unhinged Sports Network. Follow them at Network Unhinged. And now let's get to this, this last segment, um, and then we'll uh, wrap up this clip for YouTube and finish out the rest of the show. What's on your screen? Presented by Fubo TV. The link in our bio at FEOTB Pod. Start a free seven-day trial and be able to watch the All-Star Game if you don't have cable. But it's a great alternative to a cable contract. And uh, mine, I'm I'm gonna tell you. You, you want me to go first because you basically already said mine. It's the uh, All Star Game. There you go. Yeah, yeah my, my mine is the All Star Game. Like I said, Jokic is a starter. Um, hopefully. Hopefully we get a. We're going to see many minutes yeah, from the Serbian. Six I couldn't because... find the odds for the All Star Game MVP, but if Jokic is on there somewhere, throw it, throw some, throw two bucks on it, because no one would guess that. And then you, you're not a Nuggets fan if you don't. Yeah, you got you got to do it for the fun of it. There you go. Uh, mine. I'm gonna be honest. I'm getting down to work because we're this draft content, and I'm putting out my Mach 1.0 on Saturday. But I gotta. I put in a couple of my explanations already because I'm putting my initial pick in the explanation. I need to watch more film on this guy. So he's he's been picked at this point right Jimmy now. Jimmy is watching film on every single left tackle in the draft. Oh no, Penny Sewell's my Penny Sewell's my guy. If not, there's a guy from Virginia Tech, but he's I want one he's year. He's option one, two, three, four, five, and then whatever happens, if he's not there, we figure we do whatever. I want one year where I don't get jobbed by the guy I want getting drafted the pick before. Because I we could have had Frank Ragnow as a center. He got picked by the Lions at 23, and at 24, we picked Billy Price. I've said it before on this show. I finished my – I had like a quarter of my bottle of Jack Fire left. Gone. Yeah. As soon as that pick happened, I was like, I'm over it. I And my mock draft was really bad. I think I got one pick that year because I didn't see Baker going number one overall. Who who knew, huh? Right? Yeah. That was that was different. But I'm going to be watching film and uh, get you guys some breakdowns. Like we said, we're both blogging now a lot. Nico's going to have three a week. I'm going to have – depending on who – 
does it, who needs their schedule filled in. I'm going to be have having maybe quite a five bit. or six a week. I don't know. I, it's something that I'm if able you're to interested do. In doing blogging too. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out to us at network unhinged on Twitter or us at F E O T B pod also at high low sports, because that's who my, myself and Kelsey kind of schedule everything out and get everything on track, but also check those out unhinged SN.com for the blogging content. Um, and now let's go ahead. Let's do bench warmer of the week. And then get into our ending of the show segments for episode 30. We still got plenty of time, so we can we can have some fun with these. Uh, but bench warm of the week, my I'll go first. It's the Houston Texans organization. Partially because of what happened this morning on Monday with well, J.J. Hope, Watt. I hope it gets worse. I just hope it gets worse. It can only get worse before it gets better, right? They're, they haven't hit bottom yet. They haven't bottomed well, out totally. I think they're totally. pretty clo- damn close They're, to they're close, but you know what bottom would be? If they just let Deshaun Watson sit out and then they can't field – they can barely field a team next year. Oh, At that point, I think we might see the change in upper management that Deshaun Watson wants to see, and maybe he stays a Texan. No, oh, no shot. The only the no only issue shot. is like people want to say that the Texans have leverage, and in a sense, the they don't do. Have any leverage they right don't because, like I said, if they they keep him on the team and just don't trade him, that's going to be bad for them moving forward trying to put together a roster. Nobody's going to want to play for you. The teams that. You're, you're going to have so many John Elway, well, if you draft me, I'm going to choose another sport or just sit out. There's going to be so many of this, those situations, and they need to capitalize on what they're going to get from Sean Watson. So there's going to be a trade made at some point. It's I'm calling it. It's going to happen. It might happen like the week before the draft or maybe draft night. It might be a draft oh, night trade. If it's a draft night trade, man, I, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Who Who's Kevin Costner drafting for this year? and. Be sure to get in draft, get into viewing a draft day too. It's a great, great yeah, movie. Yeah, it is a very solid movie. And then with with everything with uh, alongside of the Texans and going along that road, um, my venture of the week. It's a it's a sob story. Like my Trevor story, one's a, one was a few weeks back. My venture of the week is Russell Wilson. That poor man. I'm not gonna say that's much of a sob story. Yeah, He's kind of bringing it on himself. That poor man. If the Seahawks don't figure out what they're gonna do with their offensive line, he has to face Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, oh. Chandler Jones, um, Nick Bosa, Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn, Eric Armstead. Yeah. Look, that that's Fred a Warner. nightmare. Nightmare. If nobody's gonna be able to block Fred Warner as linebacker. It's not. Oh, good. that's not a good look. Not great. The, Jamal this, Adams. All right, he's on. Well, he's he's, on the they're on the same team. Was, yeah. Don't, oh, man. don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. That's what, all I'm gonna say. He is gonna. Be Isaiah a, Simmons. There we go. Yeah. He, look, for eight or six games of the year, seeing all of them twice a year, that is no fun. No, no fun at all. No, 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 no. And, and I know the Russell Wilson trade rumors are. Weird because he wants out, but he doesn't want out. I don't think he wants out. I think that he's whipped, and Ciara is tired of living in Seattle. I'm not a grunge singer. I'm done with the rain. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah, I just don't know, man. It's it's such a weird situation. I, don't, I mean, you go to Vegas, but that's I don't know if I go to Chicago. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. But well, I was talking with one of my buddies today too. I don't think that Seattle would really miss Russell Wilson. Oh, like as a team, would. like on the field, yes, but I don't think the teammates would, because Russell Wilson's not the most popular, popular guy, especially when he's mic'd up on the sidelines. He's saying all the right things, and he's a great leader. And I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that this is an indictment on him or anything like that. But it's almost like the guys don't 
believe in him or they just let it go in one year and out the other because it seems so robotic and so forced. There's there's no part of Russell Wilson that I can, can count as smooth. He is the show up as an undercover cop and accidentally show up as an undercover cop in an LAPD hoodie. That's that's who I see Russell Wilson as being. He is the he's Ned Flanders. That's that's the. Let me put it this way: if Russell Wilson isn't on the Seahawks. They're a top five worst team in the league. No, I'm not saying it that way. I'm saying that the teammates just don't really care for him being around in the locker room. Oh yeah, I mean if he can win, he can win that team games, then they care a little bit. How many people showed up to your birthday, Bo Callahan? I'm gonna go back to draft day. It's it's a it seems like a weird situation. There's definitely more going into it than what people are thinking. There was just an article written too that they had a he had a meeting with Brian Schottenheimer and Pete Carroll on like a Thursday night game and wanted to change something about the offense. And they were basically they basically told him to shut up and dribble, for lack of a better term. So there is probably some behind-the-scenes stuff that we're not seeing. It just seems a little bit odd that this is all happening right now. Yeah, the Seahawks situation, I think they're they're in a spot where it's Russell Wilson or it's Pete Carroll and Noy Schottenheimer. You're not going to get both. I think one of them, one one or two is going to go. That's a situation where firing the coach and bringing in a general manager would probably persuade that guy. Yeah, he probably all, come or back. you know draft an offensive lineman. That man too. has been sacked over 300 times in seven years. Oh, man. I mean, it adds salt to the wound if they trade up to the four pick. Don't, don't do sorry. that to I'm me. sorry I did that to you. I'm sorry. I feel. I bad don't think Atlanta's going to trade out of the four pick because they're going to get Zach Wilson at four. If he's there. I don't think the Jets will draft him, and I don't think the Dolphins are going to draft him. Well, Dolphins are locked in on J- Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, I think. That would be something. It's something. either, I mean, either way, I think it's interesting. Or maybe they pull a fast one on everybody and draft Justin Fields. Very. I or mean, maybe that's the, that's the Deshaun Watson trade. That could be the Deshaun Watson trade. The, the Falcons? No, not the Falcons. The Dolphins. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It the, could. It could. Yeah. Very. Very well. Because it's could. a third pick for Deshaun Watson plus Tua. You're gonna get Tua in that trade, and then probably somebody. I don't. The Dolphins roster, I'm not too sure of. They had the defense, but they don't have a whole lot of. I mean, look, the Dolphins don't have a lot of offensive weapons. They have Miles Gaskin. They have. Uh, they over Eskin. overplayed last year. Yeah, their defense was good, but I think he's running to the same situation in, in Miami. They don't have a whole lot of young weapons. Yeah, it would probably. That's be the only thing. It's similar just, situation. I, I hope there's mayhem, but I mean Russell Wilson. Imagine Russell or just imagine Russell Wilson getting traded to the Raiders. Sean Watson being traded to the Broncos and then having a division where Justin Herbert is the fourth best quarterback in the division. That is going to, that'd be nuts. That would, that'd be must watch TV. That would be the best division in football too. AFC West. 100%. It's just a shame that the chargers won't be in San Diego anymore because they, Justin Herbert would be the poster boy of San Diego, especially when he had his surfer, surfer bro hair. Yeah. I mean, then that, that haircut was just weird too. Yeah. It was never let your strength coach cut your hair. He looked like Spicoli. He went from Spicoli to buzz from toy story for in, in the matter of minutes. Uh, let's get into our ending of the show segments here. Wrap up episode 30. Can you believe it's at 30 episodes 30, already? It feels like yesterday, honestly. We have upgraded a lot of things. Yeah, and we're also keeping track of our stats a little bit more sophisticated. I don't have to do math anymore by hand. I've figured it out how to do it in an Excel sheet, um, and we are... We I are mean, becoming a lot more technical and yeah. figuring things out. And it's amazing yeah. to think about, like I sent you 
we have over 3,000 total views on any of the content that we've put out mm-hmm. for 30 episodes. Thank you all for that. It's too. it's amazing. I that's why we we've been kind of going back and forth um, over the past couple of days, and I've been wanting to throw in more draft stuff, more draft stuff, and I think I want to do that because now I actually have I know I have an audience that'll listen. So thank you for that. That's that's what I wanted to throw in there. Now let's win some people some money. Let's 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 hopefully do this win thing. me some money too. <laughs> Well, because I'll mean, start. I'll start off then because I got a UFC one, and I know you like to win I some money on UFC. I, I remember seeing this one, and I was like, I don't know about this. By the way, we're gonna have a bonus episode with Rev the Problem Coco for UFC 258. Another that's happening. bonus baby. Another, another, another bonus episode. One. And I mean, Rev is always fun to talk about exactly. MMA with. Megan Anderson. Rev, 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 and Jeremy, the 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 returning guests every every month. They 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 we're gonna have to come up with a title title for them. They're like bench warmers of the. We might have to have a vote for Benchwarmer of the Year. Yeah, the, the 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 third guest of the year or something. There you go. But Megan Anderson to beat Amanda Nunez. Is it Megan or Megan? I'm pretty sure it's Megan. I don't know. I feel like it's Megan. But either way, I mean, the, like, now what, you got what, me odds, what are the odds on that? Plus 680? Yeah, no shot. <laughs> maybe. It's better than minus 12,000. Minus 12,000, yeah. That's or maybe the, it might be minus 1,200, but either way. Yeah, I was going to say, probably minus 1,200. But either way, no. Okay. I'm not going to say no shot. She's a mother now. Maybe she's distracted. Who knows? <laughs> no she's shot. the greatest female fighter of all time. I'll give By her that credit. By far and away the greatest female fighter of all time. By uh, far and away. I don't know. Plus 680 this, is a this, huge this, return. This, this ain't no Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey BS anymore. No, Ronda Rousey, <laughs> Ronda Rousey never should have been considered the best female fighter on well, the she planet. She was at the time because she... Her well, game okay. was just so limited. Yeah, Ronda Rousey also put women's MMA on the map. She That's was the Mike reason. Tyson. Yeah. She, she was the, the Mike map. Tyson. She was the GOAT, though. Yeah. But, but Amanda Nunes, I am never, ever going to bet against her. Ever. Did somebody lose money on the Cyborg yes. Nunes fight? I, I lost money on the fight to go the distance. And I Thank God that fight didn't go to the distance because those two women would have beaten the shit out oh of each gosh. other. I would have that that poor girl that she last fought. That poor girl would have been done for. I fought. I, I I was I was like, hang on, please hang on, please hang on. Where do they keep finding these soccer moms to fight Nunez and Cyborg? <laughs> it's terrible. It's idea. almost like they troll of the valley in California and be like, hey, you got two kids who play soccer. You drive a minivan. Go fight Nunes. <laughs> you want to fight Amanda Nunes? We'll give you a bat. It's not going to help. Yeah. She's going to take the bat away from you and then choke the lights out of you. But it's going to be worth something. I don't know. Don't throw money on Megan or Megan Anderson. Do yourself. You're, I mean, look, if you bet If we come in here next weekend or if if we, next off, Monday. I will, I will take everything I said back. I, I don't know what I want, but I want something if I, that happens. I, I will figure something out. But if it happens, I will be first to admit and be like, I was maybe you buy me my Joe Burrow jersey if that happens. Yeah, Bengals, please release those soon because I'm waiting because I want to see those too. But yeah, maybe we'll figure something out. I, I would bet a lot of money on Amanda Nunes. Minus twelve hundred is terrible odds to take too, but I still. It's not a good fight to take. What's your first beat of the week? I'll stick with the MMA. Um, I'm going the fight before the Nunes fight. Aljamain Sterling to beat Peter Young or Petra Petra Piacher Young plus one ten. Aljamain Sterling. This is first of all. This should have been the original fight for the the interim interim title once Henry Cejudo gave it up, mm-hmm. but they gave Jose Aldo a honorary fight and Jan just dominated him, dominated yeah. him. Was it was it was a 
very, very bad performance by Jose Aldo. Jose, I felt almost bad. Jose is so far. Jose after the Connor fight was never the same. Exactly. Guy. And Aljamain Sterling has a lot of a lot of hype. He's he's he's. He's very outspoken. He he likes to. He's very eccentric. Yeah. He he likes to have some fun in the in the octagon. So I think that. I mean, that's that's my opinion. Going to be fight of the night because I think. I mean, we'll talk about more on on that bonus episode. But I think Izzy is going to roll through Blahovich. <laughs> but, I don't know if you can roll through a Polish guy. Oh, I mean, unless uh, you're pause Ger- on that. <laughs> unless no, but also unless you're Germany in 1939. But I, I don't think that he's going to get rolled through. But it's, I mean, minus it's minus one ten, minus one ten. This is the most even fight on the card, yeah. I think, and it's for good reason. These two guys are dogs, but it's going to be a damn good. The fight. same, the same way that you don't think that there's a way in hell Nunez is going to lose. It's very difficult for me to see Aljo at this point in his career be the guy to beat Pierre Turian. I'm, I'm a lot more confident. Well, in Nunez dominating than all than Aljo maybe losing. What P, what Jan did to Jose, and we said Jose was past his prime. Way past. What he was able to still do to him, yeah. it was as impressive as TJ. What TJ did to Henan Brown in the second fight, yeah, that was very very good for him. So it, it's I don't know. I think Jan is going to be the the champ at that weight class for a long time. Also, what's the what's the odds on your what's the odds it's, on it's your? It's plus one ten. Which okay. I that's why I, that's why I picked it too okay. because it's not that would terrible. be like a yeah that would be like a, a hedge your bets kind yeah. of thing. Make sure you win some money. I don't. I can see that happening. I'll I'll let I'll be okay with that one if that that one goes. I don't have too much of a problem with that one. Yeah. All right. So my next one after that. Um, like I said, it's it's conference it's conference championship time. I'm going with an upset, St. Bonaventure to or actually not an upset. They're the number one seed. I'm an idiot. St. Bonaventure to win the Atlantic Ten at plus three hundred, which is pretty damn good odds. Are they the favorite? They're they're the number one seed going into. The no, I know, but are they the betting I favorite? V, I think VCU is the betting favorite. Yeah. Um, but last time Bonaventure played VCU, I believe they won. So I'm gonna go with St. Bonaventure to win the conference plus three hundred Atlantic Ten. Well, mine is uh, the Padres. Who just like we said last week committed three hundred million dollars to their third player in the 20, last two years? Twenty three million a year, still ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. You can say that it goes both ways on that deal, but they're plus two hundred to win the NL West, and I just don't like those odds. Like, I'm mean, plus two hundred. It's it's whatever, but I do think I was listening to the sports show on my way over here, and it what he what the guy they had on said was made a lot of sense. The Dodgers. Have possible, probably going to win 105 games minimum this year. The Padres could win 97 games this year. The NL West, the top two teams in the NL West, the top two teams are very, else. very good. The, both those teams are going to show up. I just don't look. The Dodgers got better. They did. They got better. And, and now they don't have any pressure on themselves because they yeah, won the championship. They got the monkey off the back. Kershaw got the monkey off his back. He won playoff games in the World Series. Like the Dodgers have no. If like, you love the Tatis deal, why not put some money plus two hundred on the Padres? Yeah, if you love the Tatis deal, you must be a diehard Padres fan because you got him at a, at a discount. Yeah, I don't even know if diehard Padres fans exist though. Because yeah. I have some friends actually from school. I mean, they 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 grew up in San Diego though. And, uh, yeah. So that's that. That's why. <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, either, either way, my, my, my last one now, finally, I have Iowa to win the Big Ten Conference Tourney. That's a very big surprise to a lot of people because, obviously, the number one and two seeds are um, Michigan, Ohio Michigan and Illinois. No, Michigan and Illinois. Oh, Illinois, right. Michigan yep. and Illinois. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to March, you look at players. You look at who's hot at the right time. And Luke Garza, I talked about him a few months ago when the college basketball season started. He is probably 
Actually, I take it back. He probably won't win Player of the Year because Kate Cunningham, which you'll hear about a little bit later, is on a tear for Oklahoma State. But Luke Garza is an absolute stud, and he is going to put on a show, I think. He is going to be the Tyler Hansbrough of the North Carolina days. He is going to be that big man that just dominates in the tournaments, and I think Iowa could shock a lot of people and win the Big Ten. At plus 352, third oh, best yeah. odds. Yeah, plus 350 is good. I have uh, college basketball as well. West Virginia to get a number one seed in the tournament, which would mean that they probably won the Big 12 mm-hmm. Big Twelve Conference tournament, uh, plus 550. And I, I've heard a little bit about West Virginia. I know they're not one of the marquee teams, but that Big 12 tournament might be a, a ringer, and Mountaineers could come out of it pretty good in good, in good shape and get a number one seed in the national tournament. So plus 550, I like that return. Um, the other one that I like for this prop on, that I saw on FanDuel was also Florida State because they could, you know, the ACC tournament isn't going to be as good as it has been. If they win the ACC, I'd be kind of hard-pressed to not give them maybe a one seed, but uh, those are the two that I kind of liked on that line. I mean I, don't, I mean, I don't hate that at all. The one thing, like I said, that the Big 12, I think there could be a lot of mayhem. I think because I, I think West Virginia needs mayhem to get yeah, their they, one, the yeah, one seed out because of because Baylor right now is probably a lock there, so they gotta they gotta have an upset somewhere. And they gotta make some noise. Yeah, they would have to they would have to have really good showings because if if Baylor is a lock to have a one seed and West Virginia has to be the runner up, but they also have to kind of dominate some really like they'd have to dominate Oklahoma State if they played them in the tournament or somebody like that. So I don't know. I'm kind of talking myself out of that one. Beats of the week awesome. without football. Beats of the week are hard. Yeah, because we have to pick things ahead of time. Yeah, or tennis and and golf. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I mean, I do have some golf. I do have some tennis ones here and now. Yeah, here and there. But the golf ones are tough too. It's. I mean, like like, like I said, we record Mondays. The episode comes out Wednesday, and we like to have bets that are at least good till Friday. Yeah. So it's very tough. You have to do like futures almost. Luckily, UFC's there for us, though. Yeah, UFC's coming in clutch. All right, let's get to the last couple segments. Play of the week. Yeah, you got some honorable. You got some good ones. Some, well, some, I I thought about heart, giving it heart to ones. Yeah, I thought about giving it an honorable mention, but I decided, you know what? Why not? Carson Hills is the point guard of the Silver Creek High School basketball team that I've been broadcasting. If you've been following along with us, uh, I don't know how many of you have listened, but that's fine. It was a very good game last Wednesday. Holy Family and Silver Creek in in a league matchup, and they're getting close to playoff time for them, so it was a a big game. It was back and forth. I mean, I think the highest margin between the two teams was five points, I think, at any time in the game. And Silver Creek came back with 13 seconds and, and took the lead, and then Holy Family tied it with like seven. Carson Hills got the inbound pass. All the way down the court through the defense. I posted it on our social media page at FEOTB Pod. I'll probably repost it by the time this episode comes out because it was a great moment. Um, but he's able to get the layup, got an and one, and drained it. So he basically put the game out of reach at that point with 7.6 seconds left and gave him a three point lead. But that was a, a huge play and one of my favorite since I've been able to get back broadcasting inside the gym. One of my favorite moments. I have a couple ones basically every time that i lose my shit it's it's a great great highlight but that was a a cool one it was a cool moment to be a part of because that's i mean it's it's a cool opportunity that i have with silver creek right now yeah high school basketball is always a fun time that's for sure it's 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 definitely a fun time of the year to be it's a different kind of basketball basketball, because i watched college basketball for the last couple years and that was interesting watched us our men directly team that's not the greatest basketball no hey hey we did win last week so I didn't even know that we we are we are two and 
three. We're gonna have a win on the highlight tape now. We have, we have two wins. We're not on the highlight tape. Oh, we're not on the highlight. Yeah, no. oh yeah, on the we highlight tape the... we'll have a win. Yeah, but we are playing the team that we played the first week again this week. So oh. I'm hoping. I don't like those guys. I know we don't. I, don't I like hope you guys, guys win. Either. I won't be. I'll be broadcasting Silver Creek basketball, so I won't be able to get there. But well, hopefully we we can pull out another dub because we haven't playing well. We mercy ruled the last team. There you go. So so it looks things are looking up. Things are on the up. Things and are up. looking up. Go check out that highlight video. Jimmy put a good one together. Who's your play of the week? My my play of the week. Um, this is this is kind of a slight jab at, at our friends at the reserves because the the Sacramento Kings blew a pretty big lead in the last minute of the game. I think it was a twelve point lead with with fifty two seconds left against the Hornets, and Malik Monk had a game winning and one bucket. With one second left, he drove the basket, got the and one. He, he tied the game with the with the bucket, and then the and one got they got the team the lead and they won. It was a fantastic play. Um, Charlotte is surprising teams. They're also a playoff team in the East because mm-hmm. the East is, like I said, it's top three. Not bad. Everyone not, else. Not, not good this year. <laughs> not good this year like it usually is. But, I mean, look, the Kings the Kings are probably going to fire Luke Walton soon. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm not a Luke Walton fan whatsoever because him with the Lakers, God, I hated that man. I I despise that man so much when the Nuggets played him with when he was on, when he was on the Lakers. So, Kings, sorry, sorry, reserves, but I uh, don't apologize. Did you listen to the last episode? They threw so much shade at the Nuggets. It was it's war it's it's due though. It's due because it is. Of what we have been playing. I mean, but we it's almost like a sibling. I could say that about the Nuggets. You can't say that about the Nuggets. Let me talk shit about how bad they are. If you mention how bad they are, I'll fight you. But uh, I I do love the reserves and they're a great show. I'm listening to a basketball podcast. That's all I you know. need to know. That's 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 I've I've converted him. Now he's going to convert me Con- to listen to a college wrestling product, podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, or shout at out least, the inside at, trip. At, at least an Olympic wrestling co- podcast. Oh yeah, no, that's when the Olympics we have back this summer. I probably will be watching. We have some big plans for the summer because we're going to do. Nico and I, we have a ter- tertiary sport. Mine's wrestling. His is lacrosse. Mm-hmm. We both love them and, and die hard when they're on. I don't on. know anything about wrestling, and Jimmy doesn't know anything about lacrosse. No, so we're going to do a watch along, and we'll we'll have that as a podcast. But I'll watch along a PLL game with Nico, and Nico will watch along some sort of wrestling duel. Probably Could be Olympics. Wrestling. Hopefully that they get that all that figured out in Tokyo. And then maybe who knows? Next year we should do an NCAA one because that'd be awesome for me. Uh, but that works well for my player of the week. My player of the week. My honorable mention. We'll sh- start off with these two. The Fine Silver Brothers, if you're in the Cherry Creek kind of area, you know about them. The two sets of twins, Mitch and Zach, the older set, and then Matt and Josh. Three sets of twins, right? Because they no. have older sisters that are that are twins too, aren't they? I, I mean, I may be wrong. I don't know. But I, thought I, I do sets. know they have two older sisters, but Matt and Josh are, a, are our age, and then Zach and Mitch the two older sets of twins, all four of them got wrestling scholarships to Duke. That's all four of them have good. wrestled in a Colorado State wrestling match. All four of them have qualified for the NCAA wrestling tournament. And over the weekend, Josh, who is the only one competing in this season, because I think Matt is sitting out for an Olympic opportunity. Cause he, Which he, would be nuts, too. He won that before COVID happened. He won the, he won the trials opportunity, so he was... Getting God, a chance to wrestle for the Olympic team. I think he's still sitting out this year to for the Greco trials, but Josh qualified for his third NCAA tournament, which is great because if you know anything about that family, Josh works his ass off. All of those guys work their asses off. Josh was the only one who never won a state championship in high school. He has the chance to now possibly 
you know, be an all American and, and have some individual success as well. Cause he's, he's great along with his brothers. He's been, he's always one of the fine silver brothers. This might be his chance to maybe take the spotlight and Duke has got a hell of a wrestling program. It's and I think Duke. The, Duke has good programs all around. Well, no, but they had to build the fine silvers built that wrestling program along with their coach and then Casper, their heavyweight too. But that, I mean, that was pretty cool. My actual player of the week, because I'm not, I, I love you, Josh, but I do kind of want to. Hey, I do. I did play football my freshman year. Once you were, when you were at Creeky, yeah, I played football. I forgot with them. That they played football. Yeah, they played, they year. played football freshman year. I and Loring was our coach, and they they were some dogs. They just were small. And they don't they they don't know any <laughs> any of the rules of football. Yeah, it's they, not they, good. They played football like they wrestled. Yeah, it was a great way to put it. It's, no slouch to you to y'all, but I mean, no. If you ever wrestled a fine silver brother, it's not a fun time. Um, but my real player of the week. Landis Gog, like I said, tied to Peter Forsberg, who I think is one of the most offensively gifted players to ever play in the Avalanche organization, and tied him for goals all time at 200. Um, so shout out Landis Gog, he's my player of the week. Yeah, my, my I mean I don't hate that at all, Landy. Like we've been saying, is is the backbone. Oh, of this captain, team. my captain, captain, my captain. Where that see you with with pride for the last seven years, I think maybe eight years. Either way, my player of the week. Like I said, March Madness, I am going to pick the number one pick in the NBA draft for next year, Cade Cunningham. Oklahoma State is rolling. There is your sleeper team right there. Oklahoma State could make a lot of noise in this tournament. What Cade Cunningham has done this past couple weeks has been unreal. He is putting up 40 points. He upset Oklahoma. He upset Baylor. He, they, that Oklahoma State team has a great coaching staff over there, and they could be, like I said, a sleeper team for the Final Four run. And Cade Cunningham, like I said, he will be the number one pick next year. It's kind of weird because Oklahoma State was supposed to have a one-year ban because of Cade Cunningham's signing there and quote-unquote, uh, whatchamacallit, quote-unquote, uh, Benefits? Not, yeah, benefits, or it was either too early of the recruiting or something. It's a violation. Violation, yeah, violation of some sort. They weren't supposed to be in the tournament, but NCAA took too long, so they're allowing them to play this year, and they'll probably miss next year. Doesn't so, Louisville send all their recruits to a strip club? Yes, and a t- th- that, that was with Rick Pitino, but Pitino's not there anymore. I think he's coaching in Europe somewhere. I'm not, I'm not entirely All sure. I know is that Texas A&M bought Eric Dickerson a gold Trans Am when they were trying to recruit him. So what the hell do you think they're doing now? That's that's very true, yeah. Kate Cunningham, my player of the week. Dude's been a stud. Like I said, it will be the number one pick next year. More than likely. Either him or Evan Mobley, um, who I got to watch in high school, actually. So. There you go. Uh, that's the going to be the end of our segments for episode 30. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to catch us on Friday, same time on the Unhinged Sports Network, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll probably be 1 to probably one to 2.30-ish on the bonus episode, but we're having Rev Coca back to talk UFC 258. This is going to be a fun one because, like I said, he's Nigerian uh, descent. He's the first generation of his family to be born in America. Both of his parents immigrated, actually, and he loves Israel Adesanya. He loves Izzy and... Um, uh, Kamaru Usman, but we get to watch, uh, finally get to talk about a style bender fight. And that was actually the first time that I had him on center of attention was to talk about a style bender fight. Well, did we have, we had, um, we talked about the Costa, uh, Izzy oh, fight yeah, we did. Last time. We did. And I almost got my head cut chopped off because I picked Costa. So I'm not, probably not going to, you're probably not picking Blahovich. Well, probably not picking Blahovich. Well, there you go. But we're, we're talking about all of that card. Uh, with Rev, so be sure to check that out. Gets he's a fun time. If you haven't listened to him on the show yet, 
He, Nico, and I love to nerd out about MMA, and we can go pretty deep into it when we all get going. Pause on that, but yeah, we can go pretty God deep into it. Oh, hey, also go check out Rev's blogs too. He yeah. is one of the bloggers. He's one of the bloggers on unhingedsn.com. Um, also, be sure to follow the podcast. We've been saying it throughout at FEOTB Pod. Message us for shirts. Jimmy's got it on the shirt. There we, uh, there we go. We're not, we're not filming right now, but yeah. I just pointed to the to the shirt. Um, but we DM us. We have still some shirts left over. Um, and then it'll keep up with, you can keep up with all our tweets, blogs, shows, graphics, our partners, anything related to the podcast through the link tree at F E O T B pod, Instagram and Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, ring the notification bell. We're going to change up our release times, our premiere times, and probably do them more in the middle of the middle of the day, Thursday and Friday. Um, just so that there's a little bit more time, but subscribe, ring the notification bell so you keep up with that and always know when, when things are coming out. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Like I said, we are going to have – we have the bonus episode this weekend. But more than, there's probably a very good shot we have a March Madness-only bonus episode where we dive into the whole entire tournament before it actually happens. Um, we'll probably be completely wrong about some of our picks. We'll, we'll talk about for for hours on end. But, I mean, it's – it's like I said, more content coming out. Like the blogs, keep up with the blogs. I mean, we are gonna keep working. We're we're keep working our ass to get more stuff out. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, out to you guys. Like we said, we have the unhinged shop. We have our own shirts that we're selling to you guys. The, the list goes on and on. We are so thankful for all the listeners that we've we've not necessarily acquired, but had over the past couple of months. Thirty episodes feels like it's flown by pretty fast. It's been a long long journey, but it's getting to a point where we're we're pretty comfortable. We're gonna keep going, um, and and growing. Pause. I got that one. There you go, uh, Follow, Catch us every Wednesday, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Unhinged Sports Network, unhingedsn.airtime.pro. We're trying to make we're, – we're, we're retaining our podcast of the year. There's no try. We are going to retain our podcast of the year, but we need your help to do that. So tune in Wednesdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, or throughout the rest of the week. We'll continue to mention when you can catch replays of our shows um, and yeah. with the bonus episodes, they're normally Fridays at the same time. So. Exactly. And then the Clash of Unhinged yep. later this month will be a captain. So we'll, Subscribe we'll, to the Unhinged Sports Network YouTube channel because we'll have the draft on that exactly. YouTube channel. Exactly. We, we got some options to think about, Jimbo. We We are the captains, and we get to we'll, – we'll, we'll either pick the For, matchup. We It's like the Ultimate Fighter. We either get to pick the first podcast that's on our team or we get to pick the matchups throughout – who knows what Who we're going to decide? Gonna do? We don't know. We keep our secrets close to us. Just know that when there's a competition involved, the far end of the bench does not we fuck go, around. We go hard. We, we are coming to win the championship. We are coming. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're not letting me finish, so it ends up being bad. We are coming to win the Clash of Unhinged. Um, follow the network Unhinged SN on Instagram, at Network Unhinged on Twitter, UnhingedSN.com for the blogs. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform too. leave a five-star rating and review. We got another rating over the weekend. We didn't get another review, but the more reviews we get, the more we'll start reading them on the podcast. Um, and I think that's finally all of it. So with that, this has been far under the bench episode 30 myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, be sure to tune in Friday, 1 PM Eastern time on the unhinged sports network for our UFC 258 bonus episode. But with that, Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Peace. When the night is cold and lonely. This is a dollar belpy. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pricks and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, had to me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the
shooters, they out with the vent. Play with the squad, get pile like a set. Pile like a perk. I'm going here. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah, we sticking up for nigga. Let that music like I look a set. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out the 